The following program is intended for mature audiences. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, Black, it's time. Words. Words, time, it's time, man. Alright, begin. Yeah. Straight out the fucking dungeons of rap. Where fake niggas don't make it back. I don't know how to start this. Rappers I love be flippin' with the funky rhythm I be kickin' Musician, inflictin' composition of pain I'm like Scarface, sniffin' cocaine Holdin' the M16 See with the pen I'm extreme Now, bullet holes left in my peak holes I'm shootin' it up with street clothes Hand me a nine and out the beat goes Y'all know my steel I don't know if you don't know I don't know Mike how familiar you are with Nas He's a little bit well, I'm, I'm sure you are Okay, okay. I'm, I'm not saying that you're not I just don't know how, how familiar you are I mean, he's not Jay-Z Although, I have the album you just played on my phone. All right. Well, there you All go. Right. Mike is well-versed in that. So welcome <laughs> to Sports sports and Beer with Friends. Uh, we're super excited to be back. Good day, everybody. Yeah, it's a really great day. We are actually recording on Sunday this week because we had several things going on over the last couple of weeks that kind of precluded us from doing our normal Saturday night shindig. Yeah. But is what it is. Yes. End of the month at work. As dun, it dun, were. Dun. That kind of stuff. So April 30th is the date today. So that means that we are obviously, um, we're well in, we're a month into the Major League Baseball there's, season. There's been a ton of cool stuff that's happened in sports since we did this last year. We are not going to get to all of it. I mean, we had the draft. That's going to be the that's ESPN gonna, oh, uh, the, the Viking <laughs> axe drop. <laughs> right, the ESPN, <laughs> like, uh, it's, it was like everybody just, it was a massacre at ESPN. Anybody with any kind of class or decorum or it's journalistic unreal. integrity. It's unreal. See ya. Like everybody except except for Bob Lee. Bob Lee gets to stay because I think he has a, I think he has stocks. I think he pictures has. of somebody. No, I mean he's been there since day one. Yeah. I mean so. Well, Dick Vitale's still on the network. Uh, goodness. Ed Werder got fired. I know. Dana O'Neill. A lot of people who I really really Andy like. Katz. Yeah, Andy Katz is ridiculously good. It's Jason just, Stark. It's a shame. I man. mean, but Stephen A. Smith's got a job. They basically killed baseball tonight. They took Canal off Rusillo and Canal, and then Rusillo wasn't on all week, so I don't know if he's just in protest. I'm betcha he's just mad as hell. I, don't know, I would man. be mad. I would be angry because Danny's good. Like who I'm doing my show with now? And it's like Adnan, right? I mean, not that he's nothing wrong with him. No, but, it's like, but he's not, I like Danny I like a Danny lot. Too, yeah, right. And not just that, but he also is your. I mean, one third of your college football coverage. Yeah. And their college football coverage was pretty good. Joey Galloway and Danny Cannell, I like them yeah, both Galloway's a lot. Yeah, Galloway's really good. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird, man. I, I feel like everyone uh, – so the general like uh, response to it has been, well, ESPN and their liberal politics is what caused this or whatever. And no. to me, it's like when I was a kid, SportsCenter was two dudes doing highlights of sports that cool happened. Cool as the other side of the pillow. pillow. I'm talking like, – he put the biscuit in the basket. These guys came up with catchphrases. They yeah. changed the way highlight shows were done. And it was great. Like, that, every once in a while, there would be a little segment on some behind-the-scenes thing. That Outside was, the lines, yeah, whatever Not even – I mean, you know, within the game, like, oh, you know, it's Coach Beheim's 700th win, and they'd have a little thing on that or whatever, you know. But right, it would right. be highlights, 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 guys doing commentary, and that was the show. Sports Center now a good show. is all these people talking. It's lifestyle. It's, and they do all this lifestyle garbage. Here's the thing. I've always enjoyed the fact that ESPN was diverse and it wasn't just a bunch of white dudes giving me sports. It was, right. you know, Stuart Scott. It was Linda Cohn. It was a whole variety of like basically folks from, from all day over. One. Yeah, ESPN's always had a ton of diversity and it's always been a, a asset to their network. So the idea that this 
like liberal politics is the problem to me. They just got away from what was good. It's like it's like on MTV, you can't see music videos anymore. It's the same with ESPN. I just want to see sports highlights, and I want to be able to watch SportsCenter three times in a row like I used to when I was a teenager. Right. If they got away from this thing where basically you would wake up in the morning, if you're on the East Coast, at 6 a.m. and SportsCenter's on, and you can watch that same SportsCenter until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. There's been many times where my TV has just had ESPN on in the background and SportsCenter's playing and I'm While doing my thing. Doing homework, doing whatever, was, whatever it was you know? at the time. Right. So, uh, and just kind of side point, there is a new channel from MTV called MTV Classic where they actually play music videos. Okay. Well, there's an ESPN Classic and that does, does not, not play, play old SportsCenter. It doesn't. You know? It doesn't play news sports. So here's the thing, too. And I'm going to say this. Like, they, and you're exactly right, they screwed SportsCenter completely up. They have enough of the talk show t- type shows right. as it is. You've got PTI. You've got Around the Horn. You've got a variety Highly of other shows that are, you know, first take. Ugh, these, it, the like them or not, Ugh. you have enough of those. Give me so, my actual sports center right. back and ESPN's ratings. I bet they improve because I'm so, not the only one that feels this way. Right. So then that's the re- the reason the real reason why they they chucked is because they feel like their ratings are down. And here's the problem. Okay. So you took Sports Center at midnight and you put Scott Van Pelt, who I who love. Is excellent. I love him. I hate his show. I don't really like it. I don't like the way he does it. I I, I enjoyed the Neil Verrett, uh, the Neil Everett Stan Verrett late night Sports Center, but I like Scott enough that I'll watch it. I don't really dig it. Really? I, I think that's the best show they got going right now, because well, at least there's highlights. Maybe I give it another chance. I don't I know. Mean, but it, then they took Jamil, uh, Jamel Hill and Michael Smith, who, again, both of these guys, people I like. I liked their show, His and Hers. which was. A, but they can't be the anchors of your 6 o'clock sports center. They're just it, not good And enough. you can't make it a lifestyle show, which yeah. is what they're, they're talking about. Movies, they're talking about entertainment. I don't want that. Yeah. On Sports Center. Well, it's called the Six. Well, it's stupid. It's in the six o'clock Sports Center slot. Right. So it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. So the one that my... precedes Big Monday. Right. The one that precedes, you know, not the baseball tonight anymore because that's gone. <laughs> this, but the seven o'clock slot being the big sports event of the day, whatever it might be. Right. That six o'clock Sports Center is really important. And and so they got... see they see all this and and they see declining ratings and they're saying, well, you know, we'll just we'll do. Everything like first take now, right. and that to me, that's the real reason their ratings are declining. Yes, they, 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 okay, so they that show itself gets good ratings apparently. I'd like to see the numbers. I don't know the numbers. I know that Undisputed on Fox, the one that Skip Bayless left to go do, it's, is awful. Yeah. Like, their ratings are horrendous. Shannon Sharp's good. terrible, too. Right. It's a bad show. And, like, they get beaten. in. The, they're in the same time slot uh, as Nickelodeon's Bubble Guppies, and Bubble Guppies cleans their clock. I would literally prefer to watch Bubble Guppies. Right. Personally. You're getting smeared by a cartoon that's directed at two-year-olds. Because that is a higher level of intelligence than it takes to watch your show. Yes. Yes, because your show is awful. But anyway, and First Take is no better. Like many I, parents, I can sing the theme song for you. For Bubble Guppies? I, I won't. <laughs> but I could. <laughs> My, yeah, Mike, Haley, I guess I was thinking, well, Haley's definitely young enough to have watched Bubble Guppies for oh, sure. Yeah, lots of Bubble Guppies. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, and so now, and, and I, here's the thing. I used to like Max Kellerman as a boxing analyst. I yes. hated him on Sports Nation. He's good as an analyst for boxing. Oh, my God. He really he's is. so smart about boxing. Yeah. But, you know, and obviously... As as a broadcaster, he doesn't want to be put into that box of I'm the boxing guy. Well, he should have let himself do that because he had a lucrative career going if he did. Right. Speaking of boxing, since, you know, I think you're okay with just going freeform, 
Um, well, well, let's just finish the thought. ESPN, that was a hor- I think it was a horrible move. Horrible I think move. I think they're going to strengthen the networks that they compete with, NBC Sports Network and Fox Sports yeah. One, because they're going to. If I was Fox Sports One's, uh, the guy who does the hiring, I'm on the phone with every one of these people, offering them lucrative Certainly the contracts. Top ten or twenty of them. I want Andy Katz. I want Ed Werder. I want Jason Stark. I want I want Dan O'Neill. I want Danny Cannell on my uh, my Saturday morning. Football show. College football yeah. show. I want him. And I'll yep. give him his own friggin' radio show. On my, on my And notes. Russillo might come join him. Maybe. Who's excellent. Russillo's Maybe. excellent. Maybe. Um, but anyway, so. So boxing. boxing. Did you by Let's chance go. see. Oh, you did. Okay. Clock clean. Man. But good fight. Go. And, you know, the young kid, man, he is. Uh, he Klitschko looks, held him off for a while. And, and Klitschko's a very skilled boxer. He's well, a very good boxer. He got him worn out. You know, he had him punched out a little bit, but boy, it was always that one punch from that fight being over. And to be fair, from either guy when you're that big and yeah. strong. And that's, but, well, that's the thing about boxing is it needs if, – if, if it's ever yeah. going to – Great only, heavyweight. Fights. Right. Great heavyweight, yeah. A great heavyweight division where yeah. you have like four or five guys yeah. who are really good, and that would bring boxing back to the forefront. The shame of this fight is – well, the, okay, so with heavyweight boxing, the Klitschko is being – not American hurts the sport yes. from an American perspective anyway, because who wants to watch two Russians or Ukrainians dominate boxing from if you're an American? It's the last thing you want Other to see. Other than it's Donald like, Trump. It's like Rocky IV rooting, loves rooting for Ivan Drago. You know. He's a tremendous the, fighter. The, the, He's uh, literally the best ever. Uh, no one was ever better. No one loves him more than I do. No one respects the Klitschko's more than I do. Anyway, go ahead. No. <laughs> but, and it, but, uh, but to your point, exactly. So this is kind of the passing of the torch in the heavyweight division, and the unfortunate thing is you really, when you have kind of the old bear and the, the young buck comes up and beats him like this, there's really no reason to have a rematch. Right, no, you know? not at all. Um, if I'm Klitschko, I'm like, I'm So peace. now you're hoping for the next great heavyweight fight, and unfortunately there's not a lot of likable guys out there to fight them. Like the best thing that could be going on for heavyweight boxing or boxing in general is that this fight happened. That kid got the fight, and there was two other guys who were like, nah, man, that should be my fight. You know what I mean? And who legitimately had a claim to it. That would be amazing. If there were, like, two other guys... They could say, I, I want to fight next. Right. I, uh, I should have had that fight. That should, I should be the champ. I mean, and, and people would say, yeah, legitimately, this guy does have a, an argument that he should have gotten the fight instead of, of that kid. So, but that's not what's happening. Now you've got this kid, and he'll probably dominate the division for another five or six years. Because that's what it's what's been going on. These big guys, they aren't, uh, you know, they're not looking to be boxers anymore. They're defensive linemen and right fielders, well, right fielders for the New York Yankees. Well, apparently. and why wouldn't they? I mean, um, you know, there's there's so much money in football. Plus the look, the thing with boxing is, if you're not one of the ten best in the world in your division, you're irrelevant. Right, and generally. you're just getting your head beat in for nothing. And so, and you're you think do you CTE is a problem in the NFL? Right. Uh, boxers, bro. You go play defensive end. At least I'm the one laying the hits down. But this kid, Anthony Joshua, if you can, you know, if you've got. Uh, I'm sorry, we never said his name, did we? We didn't. No, if the <laughs> the fu- he's sort of the future of the heavyweight division right now. 19 and 0 with 19 knockouts, and so you'd like to see, uh, you know, another two or three contenders, and you could have a real heavyweight. And, and this was nice for him in the sense that he fought against a legitimate all-time great heavyweight champion. In yeah. Billy Klitschko. Yeah. And he, it was a good fight, and Klitschko put up a good fight. 
you know, it was it was a competitive yeah. bout, and he hung with him because it was in the later rounds that he knocked him out, yep. and then he knocked him out convincing. Oh, that like uppercut. it was over. That uppercut was real, man. Like I was watching the the replay of the last round, and I'm like, about two knocked <laughs> two times he went down before the fight was actually stopped. I'm like, I really feel like if I was the ref, I probably would have stopped this because he doesn't look right. Yeah, he's confused. Yeah, he looks out yeah. of sorts, and yeah, so. You better hope he doesn't get a brain injury and die from this because yeah. you're getting sued because this, this fight should be. But anyway, so but I feel that generally sometimes <laughs> about boxing because sometimes I'm like, oh, man, don't let that guy go on. But anyway, so it, this was a good fight for him, and people aren't going to come out and say, well, he just beat up, beat up the old dude. No, no, no. Not it's at all. A great, it was a great heavyweight boxing match, which there has not been in a long time, mm-hmm. and heavyweight boxing has sort of been the, the history of the sport. All, not all, no, but no, the not vast all the majority fighters. of the great fights that you talk about historically are heavyweight fights. And not just that, but the casual fan is not interested in flyweight boxing. No. They're not interested in 140-pound guys. They no. want to see 210-pound guys or more going at it. Yep. It's always great when you have a guy like Ali or Tyson, or someone George of that. Foreman. George Foreman's another one. Yeah, Frazier, uh, all those guys. <laughs> smoking Joe Frazier. That's when the sport's really good, and that's when people are really interested in the sport as a whole, not just the heavyweight division, but the sport as a whole, because that's what the casual fan can say. Like, well, look at these guys just beat the crap out of each yeah, other. Yeah, and you're scared of them. Like, they're they're bigger and stronger than you personally, and you're just like, man, I wouldn't want to tussle right. with that guy. E- even after Tyson was pretty much, you know, kind of done, like, in the 90s, that period where yeah. he was gone for a long time, Riddick Bowe and Lennox Lewis and Evander Holyfield, that was a great division yep. then, and it was fun to watch. And I, I, we bought a lot of those fights back then yep. at the at whatever house I was living at, and we'd all get together and kick in five bucks and get the pay-per-view. For yeah, bucks, man. Yeah. I saw the fight where Riddick Bowe's uh, people kind of beat the crap out of a dude with a cell phone when cell phones could hurt you. <laughs> oh, man. Remember that one where the, uh, How about the guy the fight like, where Hasim Rahman got the hematoma on his head? Do you remember that where yes. his whole head was swollen? And remember the guy who like kind of what was it? He kind of he was parachuting. He had that that fan on his back, yeah. and he just kind of comes down into the ring. I think that was a Riddick Bowe fight too. Riddick Bowe had the craziest fights <laughs> ever, dude. <laughs> Riddick Bowe was an absolute character. Former owner of the Syracuse Crunch, Riddick Bowe, while he was heavyweight champ, by the way. Really? He owned a piece of the Syracuse Crunch. That's funny. I did not know yeah, that. He was one of the original, part of the original ownership group. Uh, okay. Syracuse Crunch, by the way, is the AHL uh, upper-level minor league yeah, hockey affiliate like the, of Tampa Bay now. At the time, I think they were with Anaheim. They've been very good with Tampa Bay, though. Yeah, they're, they're in the playoffs right now. They're in the, I believe they're in the second round, yeah. and I think they won their game, yeah. their most recent game as well. So, Calder Cup, here they go. Yeah. I got you to talk hockey. Oh, my God, it's amazing. We're going to talk more. Um, <laughs> for sure we're talking more. I didn't change that. All right. Well, we got to get rid of the golf stuff because we're not talking Masters here at the end of May, April. We might start talking uh, U.S. Open in another couple of weeks. But but did we talk about the actual Masters, how it ended? Oh, we did. We talked about yeah. – well, no. We talked about Sergio because the last time we had a show was the day before the yeah. final round of how the Masters. I didn't want Sergio to win. And boy, did he ever. And what a, it was a good tournament. It was a good tournament. But we won't go in there. All right. So uh, uh, baseball. We'll talk baseball. We're a month into the baseball season. Um, not a ton of surprises. I think that one of the biggest surprises from a play uh, standpoint is the Red Sox don't hit home runs, like at all. Yeah, and I think the general consensus going into the season was the Red Sox and Cubs are the two teams to beat kind of on a collision course there. And, uh, you know, so far that's not looked that way. Right, and, and, and really the Red Sox problem is their lack of power. They pitch well enough. They play pretty good defense, probably really good defense. And they're bat- they lead the, the majors in batting average. But they, uh, they have 87 runs in 23 games. 
So that's less than four runs a game, and that ain't getting it done. No, it certainly isn't. Uh, conversely, the New York Yankees they have 128 runs in uh, the same number of games. So, yeah. And they have a kid. Well, we're going to talk about him in a minute. But first I want to talk about the Marlins. Uh, it, so G- the Jeter and uh, Jeb Bush group reportedly have won the right to purchase the Marlins for like $1.3 billion. Yeah. Which means Jeffrey Lurie is going to get a lot of money, but that's really money well spent to get him out of the sport. And, man, I'm not a huge Jeb Bush fan, but uh, Jeter being at the helm of that franchise certainly can only help it. Well, it brings some class to the organization, I think. uh, Some class that it has literally never had. I mean, Wayne Huizenga and Jeffrey Lurie were your owners. Dude, the Mets lost 23 to 5. Oh, you didn't see that today? Holy crap. Yeah, the the Nationals, the Natties, they put up uh, they put up some runs today. That's crooked digits. Uh, Syndergaard left early with a lat strain. Did you see the the crap with him this week? No. Okay, so he's had a, a tired arm. And the Mets scheduled an MRI for him. I think it was on Thursday and he refused to take it. And then he left this game. He said, "I am fine." I don't need an MRI. And the Mets are like, well, we can't force him to take it, to, to, to take the test. Okay. And so now he goes and pitches in this game and has a lat string. And guess what he's scheduled for? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently funny. he's willing to take this MRI. It, well, 1.1 innings pitched, five hits, five runs, five earned, two walks. Something's not right because Noah Syndergaard's a way better pitcher than that. Yeah. Way better. Okay, so that's so that that's that's that happened today. Also, what happened? The Yankees uh, ended their four-game hitting uh, winning streak. Rather, they played the Baltimore Orioles. They lost seven to four in extras. The Orioles are very good this year. They are very good, but the story is Aaron Judge. Yeah, uh, and this the Yankees are now tied for first with the Orioles, and they're doing this without Gary Sanchez, by the way, who's been out all month, and he'll almost all month, and he'll be back. Next weekend, and Gary Sanchez was the guy. Okay, this is going to be the, the one guy. everyone thought was going to be the kid coming out. This right, year. this is yeah. going to be our two hitter. He yeah. had a big him. Actually, it was him who had a breakout year last year at the end of the season, and yep. really in two months made won a, the rookie of the year. Should, should have, have won the yeah. rookie of the year, but did not. Uh, and the guy who won it was an excellent pitcher, and I understand it. But at the same time, what are you looking at? Um, and then there was the other guy who was supposed to just come in and be lights out from the start, Greg Bird, and he can't hit. He's batting 109. Is that good? It's not as good as you would like it to be. <laughs> it's less good than what you would want. 109 through a month. And, you know, all, all you'll hear from the announcers on Yankees games is, well, he's going to hit. I mean, he's just going to hit. It, that's not necessarily the case. He hit like four-something in the spring and now can't hit anything. He got hit by a pitch today. That was his best at bat wow. in the last, like, three games. And then there was this guy that I was like, I don't know, man. I mean, he's got all kinds of power, but he just seems like a strikeout machine. And the strikeout machine is now batting like 303 with 10 home runs and 20 runs batted in through a month. Oh, by the way, that ties the record for a rookie in a month. 10 home runs. And they're not ever. They're not cheapies. Like, he has five of those home runs are 420 feet plus. Now, that's Aaron Judge if you're not familiar with Aaron Judge. He is 6 foot 7 and 282 pounds. He is the largest <laughs> position player in Major League Baseball history. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he is a He looks like a defensive lineman. Like, every bit of it. And he's not a first baseman, is he? No, he's a right fielder. That's what I thought. Yeah. He plays the... He, you, you know what position he plays? I assume he was a first baseman based on the stats, but he's not. He plays Babe Ruth's position. Yeah. Reggie Jackson's position. Paul O'Neill's position. Yeah. This is a marquee position with the New York Yankees. He's the right fielder. Now, he's also got an arm. 
He also is a plus defender. He also does not strike out all of a sudden. It's amazing. I guess it's 300. Steroids. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> six foot seven, two eighty can hit a baseball out of a park. Right, like yeah. like John Carlos Stanton's six seven and he's a monster and he weighs yeah. like two forty five. Yeah. This guy's got him by forty pounds. Yeah. He and literally anytime he gets in a hold of one, if he squares one up, it's gone, bro. It's just gone. Uh but yeah, so there's that. Uh and yeah, the Mets are not off to a good start. No. The well they lost ten of eleven. So, so we won't I mean, we won't talk Braves. But the Braves at home so far, have you seen their new ballpark? SunTrust Field? They didn't really need a new ballpark, but nice ballpark. Well, they did. But there's a whole. I wish Steve were here because he'd tell you the whole backstory about how Fulton County screwed the Braves in this ballpark deal. Because it was. Remember, they built that stadium for the like Olympics. '95 or something for the right? Olympics. Yeah, it was built for the Olympics, and it was shoddily done. Like it was like like everything. For the they Olympics. were gonna miss the deadline, yeah. so they just kind of slapped this thing together. The Braves apparently were never happy with it. Like they had agreed, like we'll we'll be we'll sign a lease and be your tenant afterward because they wanted to get out of Fulton County Stadium, which was pretty old and not very appealing. And this one was new and also not very appealing. <laughs> the Ted. So now yeah. they have a really nice ballpark and good for them. They stayed in Turner Field for 20 years and and I, I don't know. Last I checked, they hadn't lost a game in the new state in the new field, but I'm sure they have by now because they're just not a very good baseball team. Um, Better than the Mets, apparently. <laughs> are they ahead of the Mets? In yeah, the, the Mets game? are in last, so yes. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the Mets. I'm laughing at Mike. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's not nice of me because I am a Yankees fan, and I've been a Yankees well, fan. Well, they're four home. and three at home and six and ten on the road, Atlanta. And four and three is a decent record at home. Uh, but, you know, they, they're, still, they're not a great baseball team, and it, they're going to have some growing pains, but they've got people coming up through the system. Actually, they've got a really nice young farm system. So the, the Braves should be competitive within the division fairly soon. Except Washington's going to run away with the whole whole league, most likely. Well, this year. Now, I'm not talking about... The Braves aren't going to be... Are you talking about going forward? Going forward in the yeah. future. I mean, because let's be honest here. There's a really strong chance that Washington loses Bryce Harper after next year because he's going to be a free agent. And uh, the Yankees are gearing... The Yankees are shedding contracts, and they're gearing up for either a... Him or Trout? No, him or Manny Machado or both. Well, okay. Yeah, they would like to add Bryce Harper as their center fielder and Manny Machado as their everyday third baseman. That would make your baseball team better. Moderate improvement. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, so far, they're in first in the whole American League, so they got to be pretty The National League, Washington, yeah? No, 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 I'm talking about New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. Washington has the best record in the entire league, but... Tied in the loss column with New York and Baltimore. So they're both 15-8, and eight, Washington 17-8. Right. Two more wins. They've played two more games. The Yankees yep. had a rain out the other day. Uh, and, and they handled Boston when they were up there. I mean, it was – Aaron Judge destroyed Boston. They'll have plenty more chances. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. So it's, it's a long season. And I said this. My nephew actually um, – he, he was very angry early in the year. He's, they were 1-4 the first five okay. games. And he's like, what's so going on? This team's awful. We can't pitch. I'm like, you, you need to relax and breathe. It's five games out of 162. Yeah. And I will remind you that in 1998, when the Yankees went 114 and 48, they lost their first three games. Right. Like, they were swept, and they didn't look good at all. Turns, Turns out they, they were okay. <laughs> yeah. They ended up winning the best regular season team in history. If right. And also the best team in history because they also won the World Series. Lost one game in the, the postseason. did not. Oh, I'm sorry, two games. They went 11 and two, or 13 and two in the postseason, something like that. Yeah, that's how it was. And they ended up 125 and 50. And I went to only one Yankee game that year. And actually, it was up in Montreal. And they lost. And they lost that goddamn game. 
<laughs> it was the only game I went to all year, and I went up to it in Montreal, which, but, of course, I had a fantastic time because it was Montreal. And, Mike, if you've ever been to Montreal, wow, what a city. Um, I've been to Hilo. Hilo's a good town. I mean, it's not quite as fun as Montreal. The nightlife isn't exactly on the same level, but uh, Hilo Town's great. You, could, you should come visit us here in Hilo Town. So what else do you want to talk about, Tom? Well, we're going to talk about NHL playoffs, and I know you're excited. Should I go to the bathroom while you talk about NHL No, we're going to talk a little bit about this, but uh, it, we're, we're just going to cover it briefly. Cause we're in Eight the, seeds beating one seeds, and all the good teams that did are happen. gone, and yay. No, nah, it's not really all the good teams. In the Western Conference, where there are more of the good teams, yeah, Where there used to be. Well, the Chicago Blackhawks and Minnesota Wild both lost. Right. And so, uh, but they lost to teams that played really well, and that's that can happen in the in the playoffs in, in the NHL. You get a hot goalie, and he can carry you to a series victory, and sometimes, you know, they can get on a run for two months and take you all the way to the Stanley Cup. Uh, but in the Eastern Conference, uh, you had a really great series between New York and Montreal. New York came back and won that uh, series four games to two. Well, I knew that because you wouldn't be describing it as a great series. No, it was no, it was super great. It was very contentious. It was good, good hockey. Tremendous hockey. It was. The Rangers are the best team ever. Not particularly, no. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, they're down 2-0 in their current series against Ottawa, which is not as... Not as impressive as winning the previous. So, years. but this this is the thing with the NHL playoffs and its structure and how stupid it is. Okay, so right now you have two series in the Eastern Conference semifinals. One is New York and Ottawa. Now, New York was the fourth place team in their division. Mm-hmm. Now, their division had the four like four of the six best records in hockey. Okay, Pittsburgh's in the division. Washington's in the division. You know, there's really good teams, and then. So they had to play the best team from the other division. Now, mind you, they had a better record than Montreal, and had to play three, or four of their. You know, they 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 did not have the home rink advantage. So I assume it's like uh, the division winners are seated one, two, three, right, and then you, everybody else is right. seated by record behind that. Right. You have two divisions. Yeah. You have the top three in each division gets in automatically, and then two wild cards. Now. So it's just like the NFL. But like they did sometimes the, you get no. Eight it's not because the divisions are separated in the playoffs. So you're basically playing in your division's playoffs. However, because both teams, both wild cards came from the same division, they got, that one division got five of the eight teams. And the only reason they didn't get more is because three teams automatically qualified from the other division. And so New York, which had a better record than Montreal, had to play Montreal in the first round and give Montreal home, right, home ice advantage. And now they're playing Ottawa, which was the inferior team to Montreal, and once again giving Ottawa the home ice advantage. Um, it's stupid. I'll take your word for it. It's so yeah. stupid. It sounds stupid. It, they had a really good playoff structure, and they ruined it. Because now you've got New York and Ottawa playing against each other in one semifinal, and the best two teams in the conference playing each other in the other semifinal, Washington right. and Pittsburgh, where it should be yeah. Pittsburgh versus Ottawa and Washington versus New York. Okay. That's what it should be. Okay. And you should get Pittsburgh and Washington or Pittsburgh and New York in the, finals. In the, in the Eastern Conference right. Finals. And Ottawa would get destroyed by Pittsburgh. Destroyed. Now, New York's probably... Uh, they're down 0-2. They probably can come back because they're probably a better team than Ottawa. But I, it's tough to come back 0-2. I mean, the Celtics did it, but we'll talk right. about that more later. Yeah. We'll talk about NBA playoffs later. But So, uh, also, the NHL just had its draft lottery. Now, do you know, understand Do you understand how the NHL draft lottery works? I know how the NBA one works. We'll it's talk about similar. that in a second. It is, not, it is similar, except not the same. Actually, it's probably better. Do all the teams that don't make the playoffs get a pick in the draft lottery? 
No, not exactly. Okay. So basically what happens is um, your bottom three teams are in uh, – your bottom, your, bottom, your bottom tier teams, they're in the draft lottery. You pick the, the one team out of the hat that gets number one pick. Everyone else goes by order. And it's do the, is it weighted? Or is it it is weighted. Okay. It is weighted. So the, the, the worst team has the best chance. Has the best chance of getting the number one pick. And but then they're, they're automatically going to be the second pick if they don't get the first pick. Right, number. exactly. Worst case scenario, second so pick. So you're only lotterying the first pick. So you cause teams to say, I'm not going to just tank. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have that great a chance. If I don't get one, I might be five. You know what I mean? I can't be two. I can't be three. Right, unless I'm one. nine and 71. Right. And yeah. That's, well, yeah, and it's not happening. Right, right. So you don't. Whereas in the NBA, you get annually you get eight teams just out there actively trying to lose games. Because even if you don't get the first pick, you have the best you, chance at the second pick. You might get a second pick, or you might get the third pick, yeah. or you might. You're get not going to be eighth if you have the worst record. Right. Like, yeah. So, so that's how that works. And the NBA. Uh, so, but but it's funny because the NHL had their draft lottery right in the middle of the NBA dra- uh, NHL, NFL draft because they're like, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to do this now. and we don't Get it even, over with. Like, it'll be on NHL Network if you want to watch it. Yep. <laughs> if you're that diehard. Uh, we're big in Canada. <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't, I mean, it's not like, ESPN wasn't covering it. I'll put it that way. ESPN doesn't cover hockey in any way. Anyway, so. But the NBA draft lottery is what, June 22nd? Yeah. Which is like, is that right in the middle it's of in, the finals? Yeah, usually it's in one of the finals game halftimes or something. Or that night after the game, right? Okay, or yeah. right before the game, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, which which is cool. It makes yeah. sense. And then it's like literally a week after the finals is the draft, right? I mean, yep. always, which is so cool. I like that about the NBA. I think that's a really cool thing they do. But I think they definitely need to change. The NBA draft's got its own problems, and it isn't so much the the draft as it is the number of entrants for the number of picks. Right. You have 60 picks? 60 picks, and, you know... 275 people yeah. want to be one of those picks. Right, and a bunch of those guys got lied to and told they were going to be one of those picks. And they're sophomores. Yeah, there's 150 dudes who think they're getting drafted out of them 60 picks. You right. Know? And that's the shame of it, is basically you've got this network of agents and you know others who are influencing these poor kids into bad decisions right. is my opinion. Well and and you know you'll get the people and we talk to them uh back in Syracuse all the time about well that kid should stay in school and, and you know and the he's answer is get drafted in the first round no he should not. No he should not. Yeah. Because he's going to make 27 million dollars over the, the next 3, three years. years it's all guaranteed and if he doesn't make it he can go back and buy a damn education. It isn't really 27 million. Well it depends. But, but yeah. Even the first pick in the draft is only making six or seven million. Right, but still, it's millions of dollars. Yeah, I want to say the last pick in the first round makes a little over a million a season, right. and then so it scales up to like five or six million a season for the first pick. So take the most expensive higher education That's institution. Twenty years of your of your life, though. I mean, and right. most jobs, you know. Right, exactly. So. But whatever the tuition is at Harvard, he can just. Oh, so did you do you take personal checks or? Because yeah. I'll just write you a check. Yeah. So to say that a kid shouldn't go to the NBA yep. because he's not ready, well, if he's not ready, that's fine. And he's also getting exposure for other professional leagues if he isn't actually ready for the NBA. He's Correct. into that network of professional basketball, which features dietitians, trainers, all that shot, stuff. you know, specialists, right. every every specialist, Gurus, yeah, if you will, any training or if you have the desire to get better as a professional, you go and get better. Yeah. And it's very easy to sit. 
uh, to sit here and say, oh, that kid's not ready for the NBA. Yeah, but you know what? I'm ready for $6 million, son, yep. so yep. I'm about to go. I'll take See that. you later. Yeah. Have a good one. So it's it's uh, with being Syracuse fans, you deal with it almost every year. And, you know, this year it's Tyler Lydon, and he's looking like a late first, early second, and he leaves. Um, to me, Tyler Lydon is one of the more – he might be actually more ready than most That's of what the I'm guys. Saying. You know, he's a 6'10 guy that can shoot, play defense, block shots. Right. He kind of knows who he is, doesn't think he's the next Michael Jordan, is I'm just going to go out here and work hard and get rebounds and you get some shots. You could see him being a quality NBA role player from day one. Basically. Absolutely, and yeah. maybe a guy who's good enough to work himself into a starting lineup or at least Two heavy rotation. Down the road, right, certainly. right. So if you get him with, like you're saying, nutritionists yeah. and shot coaches. Because I've always thought he was carrying an extra 15 pounds. Sure. You know, or turn that into muscle. He but might be the right weight, but you, not. Here's what I would tell you. Know. you. Take a look at Gordon Hayward five years ago. Oh, God. He's and Gordon Hayward today. Now, yeah. He doesn't look like the same dude. No. At all. Yep. He was, you know, not. Like, Steph Curry's another good example. Absolutely. Steph does not look like a baby anymore. Nope. He got, he's got that young face, but boy, he's he's got some guns and he's ready to go. LeBron you know? is a poor example because he's always been <laughs> a man beast. <laughs> yeah, he's right. just a huge human from day one. Yeah, but all those guys have only gotten better as time has passed. You, generally, everybody gets a better jump shot as they get older. Yeah. You know, so the parts of your game that are weak, if you want to get better at them, it's amazing how chance. good you can get at shooting a jump shot when your, your job, job is to shoot jump shots all day, every so day. Awesome. When you can shoot ten thousand jump shots a week. Can you imagine? Yeah, That'd be so good. Great. I would knock down everything. All right. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about uh, some sports. You know, you like sports, so come back and listen to us. We're going to talk NBA play- playoffs. They have also entered round two as of today. Everyone play- is in the second round. They've had a really good first round, the and, NBA playoffs. And we're going to talk all about it. Yeah. And in a couple minutes right here on Sports and Beer with Friends. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Listen to some more Nas. You'll like it. Remix goes out to everybody out there that call themselves keeping it real. From yours truly, Escobar and Big R. From New York to Chi-Town. Check it out now. Commissioner Steve Staff. Trackmasters. QB. Check it, yo. Low profile, rap style, slick is new now. Get the crew pounds every time we cover new ground. Still surviving, but there's a few down. Back in the essence, I'm asking questions on the phone with jail adolescents. Quiet confessions, the system's applying the pressure. My mind is guessing, it's living and dying a lesson. But not to be obliged with the mirage of cars. Take me off track from what the guards focus on hard. Laid up smoking cigars, motion and maze to bring me toast and eggs kosher. Ice chokers and wolves to smoking. My wisdom culture lives in ultra madness. Devoted coach. Baggage. Broke the average again, hopes to get mad rich. But what's the purpose? Only the gods can watch the earth twist. I'm physically trapped down on the surface with all the average merchants, snakes and serpents, foul jakes that searches, clowns with four pounds. This ain't a circus. Circus, circus, street Under me, but they can't see from life to death. So now we back to where we never left the ghetto. It's a damn shame. No one is a man's game. So they think it's time to make your plans change. All that running around trying to chase what's already here. Been there, it's going nowhere. Pops told me knuckle up, no fear. 
I wish some of these killings they could be prevented Whatever happens it was written meaning God meant it But during life you put your heart in it Even though it seems we being targeted Let that brother all hit it Yeah, so if you can you, actually like listen to it, right? I mean, so it's a little bit more accessible. It's a little more easy to find. You can subscribe to it. I encourage you to do so. Um, I've actually had a couple thoughts uh, about the possibility of adding video. Of what? Of just us doing the show. That seems dumb. I mean, it seems dumb, but it seems to work for people. So just trying to make it easier. Put it on YouTube. People can watch us drink. Excuse me. What do you mean? I'm saying, it's fun drinking. Drinking's a thing. Talking about sports. So one of my good friends from my blogging days, Mr. Michael Sizemore, who still writes for bloggingtheboys.com. Check out Blogging the Boys for all your Dallas Cowboys news. Boo. Yeah, they're, they're a really great website. They're one of the... Really tremendous. They really best. are tremendous. One of, the, one of the best websites. Tremendous. Nobody respects the Cowboys like Blogging the Boys does. They're tremendous. They're amazing. Best yeah. Cowboys website there is. Uh, that's actually fairly close to true. I mean, DallasCowboys.com is okay. It's mediocre at best. <laughs> it's like their stadium, really. <laughs> mediocre at best. Um, so anyway, but any, I, I just wanted to say that he actually, I think, I hope it was because he saw our show and decided he has a new podcast that he does with a friend of his, and it's called uh, 
Beer and sports with friends? Brews and the boys. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope so. I, and, and it's good. I've listened to it. He's, and he's excellent. He's a really cool guy. Uh, I like Mike a lot. Uh, we've never actually met in person, but that should change this fall, hopefully when I go to Dallas for the Thanksgiving Day game. That's the plan, Stan. You think they're going to win? They're playing the Chargers. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> saying there's a chance. I think they're going to win a bunch of their games. I think um, probably not 13. I don't and know three. if they. I was just going to say, man, do they regress to the mean? I mean, yeah, almost have to. 13 and three is a very rare season in the NFL. I mean, unless you're the Patriots, then it's an average season. But yeah, I, I mean, their the average Cowboys, season is 12 and four. But for the Cowboys, it is really, really good. I mean, for the Cowboys. I really want to say to you, call me when you got five rings, but I can't, Too late. <laughs> can't do that anymore. So call me when you got uh, more rings than in me. Right. Yeah. Or m- more playoff victories, a, or playoff appearances, or division year. championships, or whatever. So you're saying we have a better percentage of Super Bowls for playoffs entered? I mean, you guys sucked for a long time and There's never made the no playoffs. No question ever. about that. <laughs> Making the playoffs, it was like being a Buffalo fan when I was a kid. Making oh, the it was playoffs worse. was a big. It, well, Buffalo was way better than New England when I was oh, a kid, yeah. but. Um, you know, making the playoffs now for Buffalo would be a very successful season right. if they ever did. We're going to talk – we'll switch this around. Why don't we talk NFL because obviously that's what we want to do right now. We'll talk NFL. We'll do NBA playoffs our last segment. Yeah. Because that's probably actually better. So we'll talk NFL yeah, draft right now. we want to talk about the NBA starting fives thing. Yeah, we're going to do that, and then yeah. we'll get into the NBA playoffs yeah, after that. that. It's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, we do have our dumb sports list of the week coming up. It's, it's from a our, good one. our favorite website, newarena.com, and it is the all every NBA franchise's all-time starting five. We're going to do that next segment. Yeah, right now we're going to talk more NFL. Gun, I'll just let Did you that. see what happened in Buffalo today? The draft ended yesterday. This morning, they fired their GM. Really? How do you think they feel their draft went? Really? <laughs> yes, they fired him did and the entire wait, coach wait, wait. and the entire they, scouting department. Did they not draft a quarterback? No, they did. They did. That's right. Peterman. Yeah. Peterman. So hold on. <laughs> I I actually thought so. I'll be honest. Didn't follow the late rounds, okay, at all. You barely followed the first round. No, I kind of did follow the first round. It was just I was at work all day, but I've read a bunch about it afterwards. So I didn't I get to follow me. it so much as I got to. Uh, you know, watch NFL Network is a thing. You can get it right on your phone. Actually, yeah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Neither do I. I was selling so, eight cars on Friday. Yeah, Still we watch had the a damn great draft. day. So, you know, same thing. And but anyway, so after the draft, you know, they sort of fleeced the Chiefs, didn't they? Who the didn't the, the aren't the Bills the one that made the trade with the Chiefs? They did. Yeah, um, I, yeah. Uh, we'll talk. We're going to talk about draft stuff. Today. But so this is the thing. So either A, they hated their draft. The owner was like, I cannot believe we did what we just did, yeah. which I don't think is the case. I thought their draft went really that's well. That's my point. I thought their draft went pretty good. So, so I'm telling you that he was firing he was this guy started. weeks ago. Yeah. Him, and because he fired him, Doug Whaley, who has been the GM for So who was really years. making the picks in the draft? And, and the entire scouting department so who was fired. Making the picks? Who do you think was making the picks for the Bills? Whaley was making the picks. Are you sure? doesn't make sense. It seems it's just so shocking. I, I think McDermott had a, a lot to do with it. There's because no way you let coach. the guy make all the picks and then fire him. Especially in your honeymoon phase with your new head coach. Yeah. You're like, well, what do you want, Scott? What can I get anyway, for you? The, How do I get in your pants, so Scott? Oh, wait, I'm already in your pants. Watching Sean, what other teams do in the draft every year makes me happy to be a Patriots fan. Well, people are like, well, the Patriots don't have a first-round pick or, or a second-round oh, no, pick. Oh, just, yes, they, they do. They drafted Brandon they Cooks do. in the first Their first-round round pick was Brandon Cooks, Who and their second-round pick was Coney Ely. Yeah. Good pickups. I think they did all right. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, and Brandon Cooks right now they're just they're having to decide: do I pick up his fifth year option for eight million next year? Because we got him for a million and a half this year. I mean, right. it's eight million next year, so I'm guessing they don't. No, they'll pick him up. Eight million for a top flight wide receiver for a year is stealing. Because if he's if he franchised, he'd be making thirteen, fourteen, fifteen million probably. And then they ended up picking four guys, and they're solid contributors. They're all, like, they're, they're, it's weird. They draft all these guys I haven't heard of from little schools, yeah. you know, Youngstown State and stuff, yeah. and. Uh, you know, the thing with the Patriots is you just go, I'm going to assume they know what they're doing. Right. And I can be comfortable with right. that. You know? Well, in the same vein, as a Cowboys fan now... You've got to feel comfortable with what the Cowboys did. Because they've drafted so well yeah. for the last seven years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, well, that's kind of a, a decent point. Because the Cowboys, obviously, the one thing they need... There's two things that they really need. Well, it's all... Secondary. They need secondary. Defense. Yeah. They need a defense. Now, linebacker, Back they end. seem pretty okay. And so you need front... Front four, defensive end specifically, yeah, because their defensive tackles are actually pretty good too. And you just lost four defensive backs, yeah. So you need to do that too. And your defensive back, let's be honest, people were all in up in arms when when the Cowboys let Brandon Carr, Morris Claiborne, Barry Church, and J.J. Wilcox go. There was only one guy in that list that I was like, ah, Barry Church, Barry Church, that's it, because I like him. I like, yeah. I bought his, I have his freaking jersey in my closet. But anyway, um. So that was the only one where I was like, damn, Barry Church is leaving. And he's going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to be... Uh, we say this every year. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Good on defense. Right. Good on defense, because they also picked up Calais Campbell. Well, but, and then they but, did draft Fournette. I mean, you got to... Yeah. They, who knows? They still have Blake Bortles. That's a problem. Yeah, yes. So anyway, so the Cowboys go into the draft, and they take, they're at 28, and they need a defensive end and corners specifically. And... Taco time! Right, they take Taco Charlton, and Cowboys fans are like, "No, not Taco! He's not a real..." So they're talking about he's not a real like beast off the edge. You know what? At twenty-eight, you don't get that guy. You get that guy at twelve, yeah. at nine, at five. Yeah. You don't get that guy at twenty-eight. Taco Charlton is a guy who the Cowboys drafted because they've seen him over four years at a major program progress every year and get better and better. And better, and he's six foot seven, six foot six. So was your last chance at that guy in this draft, Barnett from Tennessee, who went fourteen? Yeah, and I don't know that he's that guy either. Charles Harris might be that guy too, and Taco Charlton might be that guy. He's six six, he's two seventy seven, he's got ridiculously long arms, like thirty four and a half inch arms, and he went from having as a freshman no sacks and barely any playing time to getting some playing time his second year, getting three and a half sacks, and actually starting some games towards the end of his junior year. And getting five and a half sacks, and then last year he had ten as a full-time starter. So he's got the kind of progression you'd like to see. Right. Yeah. So this is a guy who's getting better all the time, and you're giving him to Rod Marinelli, yeah. who's arguably so, the best defensive line coach in the league. Let me talk about the weirdest thing I've ever seen in the history of the draft. Okay, tell me. Chicago trading up from three to two. That was the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. They literally could have stayed at three and drafted okay. the same player. So this, I had this conversation because there's here in Hawaii, a, bunch of San Francisco a ton of yeah. Niners fans, and they I said, robbed them. I told I told those guys, you guys won the first round because they used the picks that they got from Chicago to trade back into the end to get Reuben Foster too. So here's yeah. what they did: John Lynch gets on the phone with Ryan Pace in Chicago, and he's like, "Hey man, I'm gonna take Trubisky." No, that's not what he did at all. He's like, uh, "I got a bunch of people." Who'll they want to they trade up and get Trubisky here. They're offering me some pretty nice packages. I'd like to see your I, package. I, I heard you guys like them. Why don't you whip it out? <laughs> exactly what he did. And, the, and I'm telling you, there was nobody trading up to number two to get Mitch Trubisky. Agreed. Because nobody who was close enough to do it 
wanted him. The thing is, my whole thing going into this draft, this is before the draft, if you wanted a quarterback, you draft Deshaun Watson. Seriously. Right. So he, And I think when you look at the next five years, you're going to get it borne out that what if you were smart in this draft and wanted a quarterback, you took Watson. So, he, so John Lynch moves back one spot, picks up three additional draft picks, and still drafts the guy he wanted in the first place. Here's my thing. Chicago could have let San Fran pick, and Stop. they wouldn't have picked Trubisky. They would have taken Solomon Thomas. The guy traded they took back, at three. Traded back to the Jets at six. And who still. Would, who would have taken Trubisky at three. Yeah. And still okay. gotten Deshaun and Watson. And gotten Deshaun Watson at six and picked up picks. Like, now, I don't get paid millions of dollars to be a GM, but boy, the... The progression of the first round could have been a heck of a lot different if Chicago's GM didn't get taken advantage of. I cannot imagine who he was telling Chicago. He's saying, hey, this, this team wants to come up and get Trubisky, and, and it'd be incredible. So, who is it credibly that wants to do that? So my whole thing with the draft is the three most interesting things that happened in the first round all related to the three quarterbacks that got taken. So then Kansas City trades up, who does not need a quarterback, and is a competitive team right now, yes. and could have drafted any number of people later in the first round that would make them even more competitive. Could have potentially gotten them over that hump, right? And instead, they trade up for a guy who, if Kansas City has their druthers, does not play a down this season or next, right? And so, and you lost your first round pick and next year's first round pick and right. your third round pick, and neuter your ability to get better with this year's draft, really. You wonder if Andy Reid's not looking at this and I'm never going to win this damn thing with Alex Smith anyway. And this Boy. guy reminds me a lot of some dude I used to coach when I was the quarterback's coach in Green Bay. Yeah, sure. Because Pat Mahomes has that arm. Yeah. And he it. has those tendencies. I understand that, and Andy Reid's a great developer of quarterbacks or whatever. But, boy, Kansas City, to me, if I'm a Kansas City fan, I'm going, man, we had a team that was sort of on the cusp. You know, mm -hmm. we're contending for the division on a year-to-year -year basis. Denver's taking steps backwards, in my if opinion. If I'm Alex Smith, I'm demanding like, a trade. Just trade. Just trade me. You obviously don't want to help me, so trade me. And so that was really weird to me that you trade up to 10 and get Mahomes, who I don't think, again, much like Trubisky, I don't really think they were they're competing against themselves for nope, Mahomes. exactly. Who are you competing against? He had a second or third round grade. Right. I mean, maybe if Houston's... But Houston had to trade up to get Dude, Watson. And boy... Did they make a great move? I think that's really he's in it. He's of of those three guys, he's in the best. He's situation. ready. Yeah. Well, he's, and he's on a team that just is a quarterback away from being a great team. Right. So he he's like he is this year's Dak Prescott. He has been thrown into the best situation he possibly could be. He has a decent offensive great line. Great running game. His excellent wide Hopkins receivers. Excellent and running. Fuller. Yes. And a really and good defense. One of the best running backs in the league too. Yeah. Lamar Miller is amazing. Dude. Good. Third. Boy. If, if they were nine and seven with a really really bad Brock Osweiler, you could have made a case with that Houston should have traded up to number one to draft Watson. Seriously, that's a long way to go. Because they were in the twenties, or to trade up period to get Watson right. even higher than they did, and they got the him where they at got 12. him at twelve and right. didn't really have to give up a ton to get there. Is right. amazing. And now, not, so the Niners, they they did a great job in the first round. Yeah. But I, to Foster's me, Foster's NFL ready right now. And I hate to say, it, the Browns they, did amazing. They had the best draft of anybody, uh, especially the first round. So first of all, they don't screw it up and draft Trubisky. They got two. And, and and did you hear the rumblings coming out that they were high on Trubisky? I, so yo, they're trying to get the Bears to come dude, to them. The Browns uh, Twitter said something about the being excited about having the first pick in the draft on Twitter like the day before the draft. Every Browns fan was like, 
don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Right. Draft Garrett, draft Garrett, don't right. draft Trubisky. Please like, don't do this. Literally every person that replied to the comment said, please, God, don't, don't do draft this. Don't do this to me and again. I was really happy for their fan base to yes. see that they didn't. Because whether or not Trubisky ends up being a great quarterback, it was the right decision to make in the moment. No, absolutely. No, because Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett's very likely to and become a very good defensive end. Deshaun Kaiser, who... You 52nd could, overall. You could have made an, but an argument that he part. belonged ahead of Mahomes. They take these draft picks, all this draft capital that they have, and they trade back. They did very well with what they had. And by trading back, they get David Njoku. Yeah, the tight end. And then they swing back into the first round and take another top ten talent in Reuben Foster. Yeah. They... No. Yes. That w- didn't San Fran draft Foster? I'm sorry, Ruben Foster. They drafted Ruben Foster. I'm sorry, they took Jabril Peppers. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, My mistake. Yeah. It was Miles Garrett, yeah. then Peppers, then Njoku, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they got and better. Kaiser in the second round. And then Kaiser at 52. Dude, that's a great first four picks. You got you drafted four guys that are going to play for you this year. Right. That's, that is a draft well done. Well, I don't know if Kaiser plays, but even if he does... Even if he doesn't, it's still good. He might as well. Unless you think Kessler is an NFL quarterback, and they might, and they, he kind of showed you, some signs You last put year, those two boy, together in, in, the, in, competing the, with one another in the summer, and you let them compete. And whoever shows you that this is – not who shows you who's, who's more ready right now. Who could who, be your future. Right. That guy like? is clearly skill-wise better than that dude. He has more arsenal than that dude. That's the guy who plays for you. Yeah. And Deshaun Kaiser, he's got the arm, dude. He, I mean, he needs some maturity, but he is an NFL-type quarterback. Um, from a guy who watched Deshaun Kaiser for two years. Yeah. So, so uh, the draft was really interesting this year. A lot of stuff happened that I didn't expect in the first round. And I, you know, you the, know me. I don't follow college football that much. And um, but I did follow the leadings up to the draft, and you know, the opinions of the teams, and then followed the first round and the comings and goings. And um, it just, it was intriguing this year. It really was. It really, to me, centered around. It centered around the importance of the quarterback position. Sorry to cut you off. Like, no, no, it's good. You had four quarterbacks in this draft that were essentially not first-round talents. Like, there was no first-round talent quarterback, right? None of but them. But you had the four who got drafted between the three first-rounders and Kaiser, who you could say were second-round second talents, right? And then the whole draft centers around trading up to fight over these second-round talents in the first round. Early. Yeah. The Early. first 12 picks. Early. So... And then the Cowboys, they take a guy named Taco, and then the second round, they take a guy named Cheeto. It's awesome. They're eating good this season. <laughs> so, uh, Taco Bell, get on get on board with making a Cheeto's Cheeto taco. taco. Cheeto's local taco. I would eat that. <laughs> like, actually, I'd eat one right now. Flaming hot Cheeto's taco. I'm in. Word up. Sounds I think good. it's good. So, And, and then uh, Jim Kelly's nephew, Chad Kelly, former... Uh, Quarterback for Ole Miss became Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and people are like, all. Someone on Twitter said, Great scouting by John Elway, because basically his thing was, I called up Jim and talked to him about him. We decided, Dude, you're talking about the 253rd pick in the draft. Right. Whatever. And Chad Kelly could he, play. He's got some talent, and you yeah. never know. <laughs> he might be. Played in the SEC, right? Yeah. He was the starting quarterback for Ole Miss. For the last. Starting quarterback for Ole Miss did okay. No, uh, Bo Allen. No, no, no good. You mean the Mississippi last State? One? The one for Mississippi State is pretty good. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, he, the last, the the last uh, Ole Miss quarterback to make it in the NFL is your buddy Eli. Yeah, Eli. Yeah, yeah that's it. I was thinking. Okay, 
I was just thinking Dak played at Ole Miss, but it was Mississippi no. State. Ole Miss. Anyway. Eli Manning. Yeah, he Mississippi State. Oh, but Starksville versus Oxford. Now you're in a – you don't even know these towns that I'm talking about. Sure. They're in Mississippi. M- Mississippi. Mississippi. Uh, so, yeah. And then, um, boy, you saw a bunch of people – like Gary and Conley. I was a little bit surprised that the Oakland Raiders took him. The rape the, kid. Right. Yes. In the first round. Yes. And then, so this is the thing where, okay, so the Browns had such a great first first round, and then you start thinking, oh, man, are you Brownsing again? Brantley, the defensive tackle from Florida, yeah, who he's been uh, accused of assault, assaulting punching a woman, punching a woman in the face, right, Hard. at a bar or something, yeah. And uh, then the Browns come out like almost immediately after they make the pick, and they're talking about if we find out that. We're going to cut him if we find out this is true. So why did you make the pick? If you weren't 100% There's sure... There's enough talent in the draft that you just... To me, why open that can of worms? You don't need to detackle that bad. Yeah. Pick someone who's going to play. You know what I mean? The Cowboys took uh, Jordan Lewis, the corner from, Mich- from uh, Michigan, who's in the midst of a domestic violence investigation. But they came out and said, look, we're very comfortable. We've done our investigation. We did our, a lot of homework on Jordan Lewis, and we're very comfortable that... He's going to get exonerated of these charges. Because basically what this is, is it's he said, she said between him and his ex-girlfriend. Ah, uh, yeah. A little different scenario. Right. It's, this is not some woman he met in a bar and there's video of Joe Mixon punching her in the face. Oh, wait, no. Cameron Brantley. Whichever one it was that punched the girl in the face. It was both of them. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Joe Mixon got picked in the second round. Right. And here's the thing. I hope Joe Mixon remains a good person and doesn't punch people in the face anymore. Because he's a hell of a football player. And Cincinnati got better with him. And so we had this conversation, Steve and I, and of course Steve's not here today because he's, he's been playing in a softball tournament all weekend. And Seems you, like a nice day for it. If you can't be an athlete, at least be an athletic supporter. So Mike and I are going to be athletic supporters. That's it. Uh, <laughs> well, again, to go back to the Cincinnati thing. you know. Okay. It, well, I want to talk about Joe Mixon. Well, I want to talk about the situation. You Okay, so once again, goes back to why it's great to be a Patriots fan and how you can just trust your team. And how dumb the other teams in the league are. Okay. You have Hill and Bernard, and you're spending your second round pick on a running back with a questionable past. Like, yeah, but this guy is legit that's a great. top, top you 15 have, talent. You, and you have two running backs that are top 15 talents in the league. I right don't now. know if Jeremy Hill's a top 15 talent, buddy. They're both pretty good. He's okay. They're both starting running this backs. This guy's better than both of them. Okay. I mean, if you really I'm believe that, I'm telling cool. you he is. All right. Telling you. Bernard's pretty good. He's not as good as Joe Mixon. Okay. I, I'm, I'm saying, and I'm. I have no, I'm no, and I, I hate this kind of thing that he did. Right. Okay. So, so Steve specifically and purposefully never watched the video. Have you seen the video? No. Okay. He never watched the video until after Mixon got drafted, and then he watched it. And his his take was, you know, the girl is really just. People are all up in arms about him punching her in the face and breaking her bones in her in her face, which they should be. <laughs> but she's just as much at fault because because she had it coming. Well, no. She started the physical part of the altercation. She pushed him, and then she slapped him in the face. Now, it is not the correct thing to do to then ball up your fist as a six-foot-tall, 215-pound man and punch a woman in the face. Now, I will also say, and that's the popular stance, I will also say it's also not the appropriate thing to do whether it's a woman or a man or a child. And it wasn't the appropriate thing for her to do to slap him. Stop hitting people. It's... And, and stop looking for the justification of why someone hit somebody. Right. 
It, it's Stop not justifying it. It's not justified either way. It doesn't matter what she did, and it doesn't matter what he did. Neither one of them should have hit each other. And so that led us to a conversation about if he was a judge and in court, he probably would have thrown it out. And I said I would have done the same thing. Uh, yeah. You remember the malice in the palace? Oh, yeah. This is the incident I gave, and we'll get back to NFL in just a second. So if you don't remember the malice in the palace, it's when the, uh, the Indiana, Indianapolis paper, Indiana Pacers. Excuse me. Excuse me. And the Detroit Pistons are playing a game, and Ron Artest and yeah. Steven Jackson. End up spilling into the crowd right. with the fight. And, there's, and it's this huge melee, right? And so two guys, now, now literally Jackson and uh, Ron Artest. Are both, there, now, mind you, they're six foot eight, 250 pounds they're each. They're in the crowd. Fighting. Fighting people. Yeah. So these two guys leave their seats. And they go to down on the... To join the Malay. To get down on the court. Yeah. And they are square. Now, these guys are, you know, average dudes, 5'10", 6 foot, maybe. Right. It's me and Tom. They are squared up with fist balled and just like jocking at Jermaine O'Neal, who is 7 feet tall. Okay? And Jermaine O'Neal... Pops him in the face. Knocks him right out. That, now, later on, these gentlemen sue Jermaine O'Neal. Now, yep. Jermaine settles. But it never would have got that far if I was the judge. Because what would have happened was the lawsuit would have come in front of me, and I would have looked at these gentlemen and said, you went on that floor looking for a fight. You got one. You got one. Case dismissed. Yeah. Congratulations. You instigated the incident with Mr. O'Neal, who is clearly... You got knocked the fuck out! That is what happened to you. And you deserved it. <laughs> Stop it with this lawsuit, just because Jermaine's wealthy. Awful yep. human being. So anyway, so but Joe Mixon, like I said, never should... You can't justify anything that he did. It's awful. And he will tell you, this is not who I am. This is awful. And they have settled their civil case and they have sat down and spoken to each other face to face great it's wonderful i hope it's great i hope it is everything that he says it is and it's great and i hope that joe mixon has a really good nfl career because he's a really good football player that's it if you're going to draft a guy like that you got to draft a guy who's going to commit a double murder so you gotta you gotta go the whole way and get aaron hernandez so speaking do it speaking of the patriots Here's the dumb thing that they did in regards to Joe Mixon like a month before the draft. Because the Dolphins had come out and said that, the, that Joe Mixon was not on their draft board. They were not interested in drafting because people were asking about him. Well, A, they've got Jay Ajayi. Right. And they really don't really have a super need at running back. They've got decent running backs and a good running game. And then the Patriots came out and said, we don't have him on our draft board either. Well, that's great because you don't have any fucking picks until day three or until until, uh, the third round, dude. You also have four quality running backs on the roster. Well, Garrett Blunt's not on the roster anymore. Really? He's a free agent. He's flirting with the Giants right now. But you did just rob Mike Gillisley from the Bills. No, that was was the fourth one. (laughs) It's such a good move because it's like, all right, Buffalo, you're in our division. We're going to give this guy an offer. That's kind of crappy, so, but well, you have to match it or we get them. Right. You know? We're going to make you extend your salary. Yeah. They do this every year. Yeah, they always do it to Buffalo. They abuse everybody We're going to make great. you either A, extend your salary cap to a position you're not comfortable with, or B, we're going to take your player who you like. Yeah. And they did it with Chris Russ Hogan, Hogan, and now they did it with Mike Gillisley. Yep. And so... Jesus. Well, I tell you, to me, Blunt's the one you can't let go. He's gone. It you, sucks. Forget it. They're not, because he wants more money. 
Yeah, I guess. He's, he's got, probably happy with the title. He's got two he's Super got Bowls two now. now yeah. And he's like, I just want some money now. Yeah. I need to be paid. And, and good on them to not pay him, to be fair, yeah. because they don't need him. You, but don't, you don't. It's need nice to, to have the blunt, like, blunt Lewis White, that combo of big bruiser, shifty dude, guy who catches passes, yeah. is, like, optimal. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And Gillisley can be a big. He's just not. He's not. He's like not blunt. He's not like Eric Blunt. Yeah. Like. The nice thing about LeGarrette Blunt is he's guaranteed from and one, like third and one, fourth and one. He's oh, yeah, good yeah. for it. Like yeah, goal his to percentages go. on yeah. and one to go is super high. Super high. Because yeah, he's, he's a big back. I mean, he's Well, a, you also have to account for the fact that you expect Tom Brady to sneak it, so you got to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like no, the combination absolutely. of as good as Blunt is on those situations and as good as the Patriots are at using that sneak move, mm-hmm. like they had a nice kind of unstoppable, you know. For real. So yeah, so there we go. But the NFL draft is just the beginning. You got you're gonna have rookie mini camps this next week. So the kid from Syracuse doesn't get drafted. The receiver. Oh, that's uh, uh, a that's a Watabo. Yeah, whatever his name was. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, like numbers wise, he's ridiculous. And so Syracuse didn't have any players drafted. I know, but you, so check Syracuse it out. was featured prominently, and every time an ACC player did get drafted, it was you saw their tons of highlights against Syracuse. So the. Um, the receiver from Syracuse played against eight corners who got drafted this season. Eight. And he had a good year. And he had an, a phenomenal year, like yeah. 14 touchdowns and 1,500 yards. Yeah. And he didn't get drafted. Did he go? Where did he go as a free agent? I didn't see him get picked up Someone on Twitter. Yeah, He's got to get signed. Someone wow. had to have signed him. What's his? Etta? Etta 2 or something. Like a Tamba Etta 2, something crazy. T- Tamba Hali Atawato. Yeah, well, some... we'll figure that out, and we'll give you that as an update when we come back. But he from... had two great years in a row, too. No, no, he was a really good receiver. Yeah, and let's let's just... and Syracuse receivers have a nice history in the NFL too. And, and it's not like he had world beaters throwing him the ball. Right, right. So he was good. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back in just a few minutes. Enjoy some more from Uncle Nas. He's out of Queens, New York. <laughs> Imagine going to court with no trial Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters No welfare supporters More conscious of the way we raise our daughters Days are shorter, nights are colder Feeling like life is over These snakes strike like a cobra The world's hot, my son got knocked Evidently, it's elementary They want us all gone eventually Trooping out of state for a plate Knowledge, if coke was cooked without the garbage We'd all have the top dollars Imagine everybody flashing Fashion, designer clothes Lacing your click up with diamond rolls Your people holding dough, no parole no rubbers Going raw Imagine law With no undercovers Just some thoughts For the mind I take a glimpse Into time Watch the blimp Read the world is mine If I rule the world Imagine that I free all my Last days until the way to be 
paradise life relaxing Black, Latino, and Anglo-Saxon Armani exchange the range Cast, lost tribe of Shabazz Free at last, brand new whips to crash Then we laugh in the illa path The villa houses for the crew, how we do Trees for breakfast, dime sexes have been stretches So many years of depression make me vision The better living, type of place to raise kids in Opening eyes to the lies, history's told foul But I'm as wise as the old owl Plus the gold child, seeing things like I was controlling Click rolling, tricking six digits on kicks and still holding Trips to Paris, I civilize every savage Give me one shot, I turn tripe life to lavish Political prisoners set free, stress free No work release, purple and threes and jet skis Feel the wind breeze in West Indies I think Coretta Scott King, mayor the cities And reverse things to willies It sound foul, but every girl I meet to go downtown I'd open every cell in Attica, send them to Africa If I the world, imagine that Making moves in Atlanta back and forth scrambler Cause you can have all the chips Be poor or rich Still nobody want a nigga have a shit If I rule the world and everything in it Sky's the limit I push the Q45 infinite It wouldn't be no such thing as jealousies or be felony Strictly living longevity to the destiny I thought I'd never see but reality struck Better find out before your time's out What the fuck? If I rule the world Imagine that I free all So a little bit more from uh, Uncle Nas out of Queens, New York. Queens Bridge in the house. American poet, Nas. So if you guys aren't familiar with Nas, if you're a little younger and you don't listen to older rap, because I find that people who are under the age of 35, if if it happened before they were born or they were aware, they don't really think it exists. Yeah, it makes sense. Had this guy, you know, uh, Grant. I mean, I don't listen to music from the '70s, so I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, but I don't know when. I I don't know when it happened because you're about ten years younger than I am. When I was younger, especially in, as far as sports went, I knew about players I never could have possibly watched, and I knew everything about them. I knew that Pistol Pete 
was an amazing college Every player. 44 games. Right. And wasn't allowed to play as a freshman because that was a rule. Along with the fact Blue that you Sender, were not allowed to dunk. Freshman team whooping up on the seniors. Word. <laughs> that team same was... Will. Right. Hey, Kansas. And, and Bill Walton and all those guys. And we were having this conversation at work the other day. And it actually came out. I was just listening to Grant talk to some... Uh, our friend Grant Akamura, who's a really... He's a good salesman and he loves basketball. Not a real basketball historian, though. He basically goes back all the way back to Kobe. So anyway, so way back, way back to Kobe, like young Kobe when he wore number eight and everything. Oh, okay, all right, all right. So anyway, so he's talking to this guy who's a little bit older than I am even, and was a basketball player here on the island, and he actually was asking Grant some questions like, "Do you know where Dr. J played first? And he says, "Oh, I don't. I have no idea. I don't know." And he's like, "Oh, it was the New Jersey Nets." And I said, "Wasn't it with the Virginia Squires and then the New York Nets before he was traded to Philadelphia after the merger?" In the NBA ABA merger, which of course I'm right because of I know course. all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Virginia Squires, man. The Squires, what an awful name for a team. Oh, like we're not knights. Well, okay, so we're like knights. Wasn't bitches. the worst name in the ABA? Kentucky Colonels. I mean, okay, then you're like the KFC <laughs> yeah, guy. Like some chicken, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's finger licking gold. The Flint Tropics, dude. That's the best. <laughs> I really wish that was a real <laughs> basketball team. The Flint drop. It's very 70s. Mannix. Jackie Moon. That was so good. Coffee Black. That was awesome. I love that movie so much. I love it so much. <laughs> and I think it's a really underrated movie of his, and it's so funny. Yes. Did you call me a jive turkey? <laughs> no, he said you were a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> So, great movie. But anyway, so we're going to get in. Speaking of the NBA and the ABA and NBA history, we are in it now. And we're doing our segment. This is our favorite segment of the show. It's called The Dumb Sports List of the Week because we go on the Internet, and as you know, on the Internet, it's full of really stupid stuff. And one of those things is these lists that are made by people who should not be making lists, in all honesty. Now, this list is from newarena.com, which is our favorite site. It's like the... the bad list go-to. Ground zero for horrible sports list. And this one is done by a Harris Ahmadzai. Good job, Harris. He, he's like their, their go-to guy for like N- Stephen A. Smith. Awful bad NBA list. list. The other guys do... There's a guy bad NFL MLB. list. Yeah. Like, here's, okay, so here's a list that's just bad because it's bad. I'm, we're not, this isn't one we're doing. We're, the, the one we're doing today is every NBA franchise's all-time starting five. But Okay, so the biggest problem with this list, full disclosure, is that one player cannot be on two teams. So they it, they stack players onto a team and they'll eat, they don't they and they're not really positioned right. correctly. You have to be positioned if you're doing right. a starting like five. Like Shaq and Kareem on the Lakers, they but don't Shaq start should be on, on the same team. Should be on Orlando, Orlando for sure because he's clearly their best center ever. Right. So it, anyway, right. just to get with the the basic of what's going fundamental on. screw ups of and the just list. to give you an idea of this site and how there's so many lists. Uh, one, there's a there's a list called the 10 players who could beat Michael Jordan in a game of one-on-one. LeVar Ball. Uh, clearly. Obviously. And then ranking all 12 members of to the be dream fair, team from worst to first. I wonder who was worst. There's nobody on that first list. Like you, No. If you made a list, it was all wrong. No, that no that list exists of maybe LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally the one guy. Maybe LeBron. And Kobe might be able to beat him three games out of ten. Right. Like, 
right. they're literally the same player. So if one of them shoots 40%, one of them shoots 60% for the game, then the 60% shooter's going to That's funny. Win. I had that conversation with Steve the other day. Because the same exact player. Because we were, we were complaining like, about the ESPN thing, yeah. and we were complaining about first take, and he's like, I woke up the other morning, their argument was, who's better, Michael or LeBron? And I'm like, you can't... It's impossible to compare those two players. They played in different eras, and they're not... They don't one's a point power forward, and one's a shooting guard. Right. I mean, it's like the only comparison you can make to Michael Jordan is Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Cause and that's because Kobe player. literally was trying to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like, his entire life was, I'm going to be That Michael whole Jordan. turnaround baseline jump shot that is Jordan, all the, he does all the same dunks, sticks There's his a tongue out, dribbles video. like Jordan, does everything like Jordan. There's a highlight video on YouTube that you can find where they will show you... Kobe and Jordan do the, the same And the plays play. are... Identical. Identical. Yeah. It's cr- crazy. Yeah. The only thing he doesn't do is stick his tongue out. Which he occasionally does. Every once in a while. But anyway, so that list, it, it really, the list is maybe LeBron and Kobe once in a while. So anyway, so we're going to get into our new list, our list for this week. The Every NBA Franchise's All-Time Starting Five by Harris Amadzi, Amadzai, Amadzai. That sounds like that was probably right, the last one. Sure, NewArena.com. Anyway. I'd like to see Iverson versus Jordan in a game of one. So here's your, yeah. Oh, man. Like, Crazy I don't think though. he'd win that many of them, but he could beat them occasionally. And every once in a while, and he would be really Jordan, awesome. He would make Jordan look stupid every once in a while. It'd, just fall down. It'd be fun to watch. That's another one. Watch YouTube that. Allen Iverson crossover. crossover just Jordan. watch people just break their legs. Yeah. It's awful. All right, so this is players were ba- This is a quote, direct quote. Players were placed on teams based upon an imperfect combination of several factors, including impact on the franchise, length of tenure, and overall skill. In order to build the best starting five possible, lineups were assembled with positions as more of a loose idea. We will see a number of players playing one spot up or down from their natural position, i.e. Elijah and Kareem playing power forward. Jerks. Right away, uh, also the next You've line... You've messed up before the list begins. Right, the sentence should say, also, please disregard this list in its entirety. Also, who's the center for Houston? If, I, if it's not Elijah one, who is it? Yes, please. It better me. not be Dwight Howard. Enlighten me. <laughs> we'll get please. There. We're going to enlighten you in a moment. Yeah. We're going to start off with the number 30 team, uh, and it is the New So Orleans. they rank them based on how good that starting five is in relation to the other starting fives on the list. Yes. That's, like, how good would this team be? Now, mind you, the interesting thing to me, having read through this whole list that I'll, I'll share with you before we start, some of these starting fives would literally be 20 and 62 in the NBA right now. Yep. Like, they are bad teams, period. Okay, continue. This first one is they, one of those. Yeah, I don't know if they're 20, but they're they're probably not really good. You're going to get to some that are. And you, you can tell how good a franchise is uh, uh, by looking at this list and saying, hey, those guys aren't even all wearing that uniform in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number 30, the New Orleans Pelicans, formerly the New Orleans Hornets, formerly the Charlotte Hornets. However... The Charlotte Hornet portion of the first portion of the franchise is not included. It's only the right New Orleans portion. So it's a weird. And they've never been good since no. they went to New Orleans. Basically, no. they weren't good very often when they were in Charlotte before no. that. But anyway, so here you go. It's Tyreek Evans, Eric Gordon, Raziel Butler, David West. And, of course, Anthony Davis, who is legit a really good player. And David but those West, are like marginal starters and Anthony Davis. Right. Like David West. Rasul Butler. Like nice. Good Jesus. defensive three. Jesus. Off your bench. And he's wearing 12 minutes. And by the way, in this picture, he is pictured in a Washington Wizards jersey. Awful. Journeyman NBA player is the best you've ever had at that position. And they include a sixth man, P.J. Brown. Journeyman NBA player. Right. <laughs> But a good six man. Right. PJ's all right. He won a he won a title with the Celtics. 
All right. Next up, 29, Milwaukee Bucks. Sidney Moncrief. Half of them play for the Bucks now. <laughs> no, they don't. Actually, none of them. On Tito Kumpo. <laughs> no, he's not on here. Sidney Moncrief, be. Michael he- Red, Glenn Robinson, Marquez Johnson, and Bob Lanier. That team's going to score points, but they're not going to play a whole lot of defense. Who was the point guard? Uh, Sidney Moncrief. Okay. Yeah. Oh, word. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, Sidney was good. And that's another one. Like, People under 30 are right now going, Sidney Moncrief. Yeah. Sidney Moncrief was a hell of a basketball player. So was Bob Lanier, by the way. And Michael Red could shoot. Michael Red was a good shooter. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So that's that's the Bucks. And in there, in how there, is Sam Cassell not on that team? How is Oscar Robertson not on that team? Yeah. Well, who's he on? Right. We'll get there. Number 28, the Brooklyn Nets. Formerly the New Jersey Nets. Uh, okay. Formerly the New York Nets. Jason Kidd. Obviously. Drazen Petrovich. Okay. Could be Kerry Kittles. Richard Jefferson. Okay. Derek Coleman at the four. Uh-huh. And Brooke Lopez as your center. Eh. I mean. It's a, it's a 500 NBA team probably. Right. Where's Vince Carter? On the Raptors? I hope. Yeah. I mean, I do. There's That's six, why I said I'm they sorry. should have been able to be on more than one team because he's definitely the best right. shooting guard for both. That would make your list better, by the way. Yeah. Uh, just to uh, clean up, I'm sorry. Sixth man for the Bucks was Bob Dandridge, who I don't really know a whole lot about. I don't think about. I've ever heard of him. And sixth man for the Nets, I definitely heard of, Buck Williams. Okay, Who yeah. was a really good player. Good big. Um, yeah, really good big. Dallas Mavericks is next, and uh, luckily for them, all these players are wearing the jersey of the team, oh, which they're representing. You. Hold on, uh, let me think. You got point guard Rolando Blackman. Okay, R- good point guard. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, there are two guards. He's, he's like a serviceable NBA player, right? On a team that was actually okay. Right now, this is the best point guard in the history of your franchise, and he's a serviceable NBA. He's not player. though, because Jason yeah. Kidd was. Yeah, right. but he, we've already used him for the net, so we yeah. can't use him now. Uh, Michael Finley is your two guard. Okay. Jamal Mashburn at the three. Okay. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki is your four. Obviously. Clearly the best player yep. in the history of your franchise. Yep. Not close. No second place. Yep. And uh, the five is Tyson Chandler. Okay. You, I mean, he was great for them so when they won the title. So another, like, eight seed type of, if you yeah. put those guys together. Six man is Jet Terry. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. I mean, yeah. And, and 27 is probably a good spot for that team. They're like an eight seed in today's NBA. Among this list, they're probably a team that goes 15 and 67. The funny but, thing is that most of those guys probably are, are not more than four or five years removed from actually playing, right. except for Blackman, who's been out for 20 years. But All right, number 26, the Washington Wizards. Their starting backcourt right now should okay. be their starting backcourt on this list. This is literally the worst because they actually have only four of these five players pictured. Okay, continue. <laughs> Point guard John Wall. Obviously. Number two. Bradley Beal. No, no, Gilbert Arenas. I would probably take Beal just because he's not a head case. Okay. N- number three, uh, your three spot, your power, uh, your sorry, your small forward, Elvin Hayes. Yeah, of course. All-time great. Uh, Gus Johnson at the four. Not the announcer. Not the Gus Johnson. Right, a different Gus Johnson. And Wes Unseld's your center, Obviously. and there's clearly no other choice. So now you're getting into a team that would make the playoffs <laughs> if they actually were together in the NBA, right. and your six, nice. Especially your sixth man, Jawan Howard. Yeah, that's a, I, that's I like a that a lot. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty. Chris good team. Weber isn't on that team. Nope. Obviously, he's going to be on Sacramento. Yep. But get up out of here. All right, number twenty-five, the Los Angeles Clippers. Also, the, literally today's starting five. Also, the San Diego Clippers. Also, the Buffalo Braves. Okay. Okay. So now you know it's not yeah. today's starting five. Actually, only two fifths of this starting five is today's players. Point guard Chris Paul. Obviously. Okay. Uh, the two guard is Randy Smith. 
Okay. Is marginally, I know marginally. Is he a coach? Uh, at one point, yeah. I yeah. Uh, your three is Blake Griffin. Obviously. And your four is Elton Brand. Yeah, probably makes sense. And five is Bob McAdoo. Yeah. But, man, I don't like him as a center. So, obviously, we're doing that loosely. Right, because DeAndre McAdoo, Jordan is probably your center. Yeah, and I think McAdoo probably – the reason why this is is because this guy doesn't understand actual basketball and thinks Blake Griffin's a good player. Who is it? He's kind of a eh player. He's okay. Yeah. Uh, and Bob McAdoo was a really good basketball player and played the same position, so that's who should be your three is Bob McAdoo. Bob McAdoo was good. Blake Griffin's okay. Their sixth man is DeAndre Jordan. They got size. Yeah, that team's not making the playoffs. The same problem that the Clippers as constructed have. This team makes the playoffs. This team makes the playoffs. Number 24 is Atlanta Hawks. Sure. Okay. Uh, point guard Mookie Blaylock. Mm-hmm. Uh, two guard Lou Hudson, who played in the 70s. Your three is Dominique. Your four is Bob Pettit. Now, Bob Pettit played for the St. Louis Hawks back in the 50s and 60s, and he was great. And that team would have won championships if it weren't for the Boston Celtics. Right. They were literally the team that Boston beat almost every year in the Eastern Conference Final. And then your five is Kevin Willis. Well, and then they did, Boston did it to them again in the 80s. Right, yeah. They did it all the time. They've owned the Hawks forever. Poor Hawks. Their sixth man is Joe Johnson. That's probably a playoff team. That team's all right, yeah. yeah. I mean, Bob Pettit was a good scorer. I mean, that was a good basketball Dominique player. was ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah. Man, and Mookie Blaylock was an ex. We talk about plus defender. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, number 23, the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. Grandmama. Uh, two, yeah, you're, you're, you're on the right track. Two-fifths of this team is not wearing Hornets jerseys. Uh, the point guard is Baron Davis. Oh, God. Reguiled in his Warriors gear, by the way. Uh, your two is Del Curry. That would be that's the, terrible. He's the worst, staff, by the way. worst shooting guard on the list of so all far. these 32 so teams. So far. It can't get worse. You never know. Uh, number three, Gerald Wallace. That's going to be your power, your small forward. Wow. Your power forward, Larry Johnson, of course. Grandma Obviously, Ma, yeah. probably the best, best or second best. You're never going to get, I mean, you're going to go through the roof when I tell you who the center is. It's a mecca. Mecca Okafor is the best center for the history of their franchise. I mean, no, Alonzo Mourning was, yeah, but right. he's choosing a Mecca Okafor. That's wrong. Because obviously he wants to put Mourning on the Heat. Right. Which is awful. Yeah. Put him on both. Ronnie Cycli is the best center in the history of the Heat. I mean, get up off there. Shaq played for the Heat. Eh. Old Shaq <laughs> played for the Heat. Shaq wasn't the Shaq. The sixth when he man for the, the Hornets was Muggs, five foot three inch Muggsy Bogues. That's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> awful. That team is not a playoff team. No. No, it like, is not. And Larry Johnson's angry about it because he's a good player. Denver Nuggets are next at number 22. Point guard, Raphael Fat Lever. Okay. And if you remember Fat Lever, uh, he was amazing. If you don't remember him, go take a look. This, by the way, is a playoff team. Uh, your two guards, Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your two guards, David Thompson. Your, power, your small forward is Kiki Vandeweghe. Yep. Uh, Alex English at the, pa- at the power forward spot. And Dikembe, Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe Mutombo yeah. is guarding the rim. Yeah. Very good at it. And your sixth man is Marcus Camby, by the way. He could guard the rim, too. Yeah, that's, a, that's a nice team. That's, they'll, they'll play both ends of the court, all yeah, of them. Yeah. Every single one of those guys plays both ends. Kiki Vandeweghe was an good excellent defender, basketball yeah. player. Uh, uh, David Thompson, oh, my God. Perhaps the most athletic player that's ever played in the NBA. Skywalker? Yeah, crazy. Like, if you want to know who was Michael Jordan's childhood hero, that's the dude, yep. David Thompson. Played for NC, NC State. State, yeah. yeah. Uh, number 21, the Miami Heat. This team also this is a squad can play. Yeah. yeah, this is a playoff team. LeBron's not on it. Then it's then the list is wrong. Let's Le- start LeBron's there. LeBron's not on the Heat. 
Yeah. Uh, your point guard is Tim Hardaway, however. Yeah. Your two guard is Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Wade, obviously. Your three is LeBron. You, the list is wrong. The three is LeBron. Okay. It's Glenn Rice. Wrong. Who still can play, by the but way. But wrong. Still a good player. Still wrong. Your four is Udonis Haslam. <laughs> Udonis is a role player. There's no way he's the best four in the history of that franchise. There's uh, no way. Like, he's an okay... F- like, money... Word. Money from 13 feet. That ju- that 13 foot corner jump shot, like money. But no, as we suspected, our Alonzo Mourning, Alonzo Mourning is our center. Our sixth man is Eddie Jones. They have to have a better four in the history of the do. franchise than Udonis. I don't know if they do. Uh, the 20th best team is the Toronto Raptors. Well, with McGrady and Carter, you've got a good start. And if they're not on there, McGrady's you can just skip. not on just, the team. Just skip it. McGrady's now. not on the team. So skip it. Okay, well I'll go and, and do it. Yeah. Anyway. Three fifths of the team are current Raptors players. Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan are your backcourt. I don't argue with your that. list is broken. Okay, Vince. Oh, who's better at the? Who's a better? Tracy McGrady was the shooting guard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But then I don't know. We're, we're loose. We're he just got to the Hall of Fame. We're loose on positions. Uh, Vince Carter is your three. Hall of Famer. Chris Bosh is your four. Clearly. And Jonas Valunciunas. Valunciunas. The guy. Valunciunas. Pr- yeah. Continue. He's your five. Yes. And more, Mo Pete. Morris Peterson's your six man. That's barely a playoff team, too. What team is McGrady on? Because if he ain't we on already, the team. Did we get to the Rockets already? No. no. He's on the Rockets. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Now, 19 Memphis Grizzlies. Mike Conley, your current point guard. Shane Battier. Yeah, they can play some defense in the backcourt, sure. that's for sure. Sharif Abdur-Rahim. They, they can play. Wearing a Vancouver Grizzlies jersey, Of course he is. <laughs> Pau Gasol and Mark, Mark Gasol. Gasol. That's a really good team. However, I want to point out that in the picture, both Pau Gasol and Mark Gasol are a picture of, are a picture of Mark Gasol. That's okay. <laughs> Close enough. It's kind of awesome, actually. It's ridiculous. The sixth man is Zebo. Zach Randolph. Great. Yeah. I love Zach Randolph. That front court of double Gasol, Zach Randolph is a money front court. Word. That front court can play. Like, yeah, and both ends, again, the defenders, and, yeah. and they'll rebound like crazy, and they're going to hit mid-range shots, and they got moves down low, and both the Gasol guys can hit the three. Yep. That's a good, that's a good front court. And that's a playoff team. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, number 18, Indiana Pacers. Your backcourt. Is good. Mark Jackson and Reggie Miller. Is good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Your front court, 345, is Ron Artest, Jermaine Jermaine O'Neal, and Rick Smith. Mel Daniels, not pictured, by the way. How is is it it not Rick Smith? Is it a picture of Rick Smith? It should be because the Duncan Dutchman is clearly the best five in the history of the franchise. Yeah, no doubt. And Jermaine O'Neal was a four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Seven feet tall, but a four. Yeah, those two. wasn't a five. That squad was basically their best team ever at every position. Right. Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, Smits was a great basketball player from a center position. He was really good. Like, he played in an arrow that had Shaq and Hakeem. And he held his own. Late, late Kareem, Pat Ewing, Ewing. And he was one of the better guys Morning. in the league. Uh, your sixth man, Detlef Shrimp. Yeah. I love Who I belongs love on the Sonics. Sonics. Yes. Yeah. Detlef Schramm, one of my favorite international players of all time. There's Love another that team that the best people that have ever played for it all played at the same time. Pretty much. When we get there. Yeah. Well, you're going to get... Except Durant. Right. Who's going to be on Oklahoma Well, you're going to get... I think you're going to get probably get Dennis Johnson on that team, too, instead of the Celtics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> Number 17, the Minnesota T-Wolves. Again, it's one Kevin of these... Kevin Garnett, Marbury, and Scrubs. Uh, f- close to Scrubs. Stefan Marbury and Wally Zerbiak. 
are your back court. Okay. They're, okay. Your front court is Garnett, Love, and Googs. Tom Gugliotta, Kevin Love, Kevin Garnett. That team makes the playoffs only because Kevin Garnett doesn't let them not make the playoffs. <laughs> Wills them to yeah. the playoffs. Basically embarrasses them into playing defense. Although they're all actually pretty decent defenders. Uh, Marbury, maybe not so much. The sixth man is Sam Mitchell. The team is ass. How is it not Malik Seeley? Team's ass. Awful. All right. But, but again, like you said, they make the playoffs because... Garnett. And now we're on to number 16, the Houston Rockets, and you're going to pull your hair out because Trace McGrady's not on this team either. So McGrady's just not on the list? Uh, apparently not. Okay, the list is wrong. Right, okay. So here's your backcourt for the Rockets, Calvin Murphy and James Harden. Calvin Murphy's a hell of a one. Well, okay. Yeah, and then right. McGrady should be the three, probably. Or... Your front court is all centers. Moses Malone, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Yao Ming. Moses belongs on Philly. This is also, yeah, for sure he does. For sure he does. And you can't just play three centers. I don't care how loose you are with positions. You can't just put three centers out there. Yes, Houston has a fantastic history of wonderful centers. Put Hakeem at the five and stop it. Yeah. Stop. Yao Ming is a great player. He is not Hakeem Olajuwon, and you cannot play Hakeem at the four. Yeah, agreed. Because he's not a four. Yao Ming's more of a four than Hakeem is, because at least he had a 15-foot. Your sixth man is Otis Thorpe. Okay. It's a good. T- I mean, it's, it's, these all these guys are really good. They're big, right? Take boy, if they had if they had McGrady at the three, they'd be really good. <laughs> right. <laughs> they'd be like really good. an actual team. Now here's your here's your all undersized team. This is the Detroit Pistons at fifteen. Oh God! Isaiah sport, and Joe Dumars in the backcourt. There's three Hamilton. point guards. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas, Chauncey Billups, and Joe Dumars. Well, I mean, Isaiah and Joe Dumars were in the same backcourt, so one of them was a shooting guard. Right, I mean, Dumar technically was the shooting guard, but they both were points. Probably should be Rip Hamilton. Your front court, which is only two people, is uh, Dennis Rodman and Ben Wallace. They and that's g- fine, too, to have. They're going to get boards. That's like 30 rebounds. I tell you, <laughs> you know what happened? Every play, the two of them run into each other getting a rebound and go to the other team. <laughs> it's possible. Or either that or the other team would just start running the other way because they know they ain't getting this board. Those two could rebound. Man, oh, man. Your, you, oh. your sixth man is Bill Lambeer, who, by the way, should be the center. And Yeah, but anyway. And your sixth man should be one of the other two. Or Vinny the Microwave Johnson. I was going to say Vinny Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be the microwave, man. Because as a sixth he, man, he heat up. only Jamal Crawford really has been a better what you want yeah. off the bench than him yeah. historically. All right, so the next one is your Sacramento Kings slash uh, Kansas City Royals slash Rochester Royals. Okay. okay. Your backcourt is Nate Tiny Archibald and Oscar Robertson. Okay. That's, that's a good backcourt. That's really I thought good. one of them was going to be Peja. Peja is playing the three in this squad. Because that wouldn't be Oscar Robertson? No, Robertson's a point guard for sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, Chris Webber is your four, and apparently Jerry Lucas is playing the five. It's got to be Vlade. For me, it's got to be Vlade, but yeah. they're right trying to get Jerry Lucas on it. You've got to take Peja off. I'm sorry, because Peja was more of a two guard. Yeah, more of as in he played two. Right. And then so you got to and you, so he doesn't get to play. So you've got Nate. <laughs> so he doesn't get to play. Right. right. So it's Nate Archibald, Oscar Robertson, Jerry Lucas, Chris Weber, and Vladi Divac. There you go. That's your better team. Your sixth man is Mitch Richmond, who could play. That's for show. <laughs> oh boy, was good. All right, uh, number thirteen, the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. No, just kidding. It should have been. It should be. Here's their backcourt: Kyrie and Mark Price. 
That's a small ba- boy. That backcourt. No, if we're really talking basketball, that backcourt gets abused by real backcourts that have two six six guys. Because like, Mark Price abused. was listed at six four, and if he was six one, they he could was not lucky. defend. That backcourt could not defend you and had no length to deflect passes. That's not an NBA backcourt. Your like, front court: LeBron James, obviously, Larry Nance, yeah, and Brad Doherty. Elo? No, Brad Doherty. I know. Craig Elo, just getting. He's on the actually on the Bills all time. Or the Bulls all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a six man. Which that by the way, that should be the nineteen ninety eight Bulls, but it won't be. Here's another team. Zadrunas Ilgauskas is your sixth man. Should have been Farajao. He's just what they need. So <laughs> scrappy energy guy off the The bat. thing is, that team gets to the finals. Yeah, probably. Seriously. Because they had LeBron and guys who are actually better than some of the guys that LeBron plays with now. Like, if they had a seven-foot Brad Doherty in the center of the... Dude, LeBron gets that team wherever he wants to take them. Probably true. Yeah. Uh, number 12, the Portland Trailblazers. This team should be higher than 12. For sure. I don't even so. know who's on it because I'm not looking at your computer screen, but this team should be higher than 12. You are going to love this team. This team's good. Dame Lillard. Of course. And Clyde. And Clyde obviously. Drexler. Your front court is at the three, Rashid. At I would f- take Rashid at the three. At at the four, Lamarcus. Yeah. And your five is Giant Ray Liotta, Arvidas Sabonis. That team is a good. That's, that's a, a that's, that's a, good a that's a title contending team. Yeah, that's a good basketball. That's a really good basketball yep. team. Their sixth man, Bill Walton. If he's healthy. Right. Should be starting. When, which, by the way, when, early in his career with Portland, he was healthy, and, and guess he what they did? Dominated. Guess what they yeah, did? Won in '77. Yeah, they won the title, Portland's only championship. Number 11, Orlando Magic. Oh, really? Okay. <coughs> this, this is a team that I have major issues with all over the place, particularly at center. If it's not Shaq, we can just skip the page. It's not Shaq. Right. So your backcourt is Penny Hardaway and Nick Anderson. Okay, until Nick decided Nick got he couldn't hit free throws. Right. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Started shooting 40% from the line. Like, right. he just got the... The heebie-jeebies at the line for some reason. Right, and Penny was great. Penny was amazing. Yeah, uh, this is the squad that McGrady's on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, right, and Rashard Lewis, and Dwight Howard. Ugh. Dwight Howard is not the best center in the history of the Magic. Because if that's Shaq, that team's broken. That team's really good with Shaq. Right, Penny gonna, and McGrady and Shaq. They're gonna kill people. That team's good. Get out the way, fool. Get and out that's the, the team way. Shaq belongs. In. Yeah, and uh, their sixth man is Hito Turkoglu. That team's good. Yeah. With, with Shaq, Shaq, that team's legit good. Yeah. yeah. Legit good. All right. Uh, your Phoenix Suns, number 10. And again, two point guards. Steve Nash and Kevin Johnson. Okay. Small. Not guarding anybody. No. It's right. the same backcourt we just talked and about. And also a very small front court of Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire, and Alvin Adams. Alvin Adams is your best center in the history of your franchise? That's what I'm saying. Got to be somebody. I mean, I guess not. Your your sixth man is Dan Thunder Marley. Thunder Marley. Right. Okay, continue. Yeah, we're gonna move on from that one. Number nine. That, that team's way the too high. He had that guy ten. That team's way too high. That Rockets team should have been like way ahead of that team. Yeah. That Rockets team would murder that team. Yeah, that team, even with three centers playing out of position, they would destroy them. Yeah, that's a bad team. Number nine, the New York Knicks. This this is also wrong. Earl Monroe and Bernard King. That's not the wrong part. No. <laughs> Nope. Carmelo Anthony. Okay, that's correct too. You've continued. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I'm, it's just me. I, yeah, I don't think so. Willis Reed and Patrick Ewing. Yeah, it seems right. I don't think. Except so. Willis and Patrick Ewing are, you know. I just think there's people who played the three who've made bigger contributions. Allen Houston was a shooting guard. Continue. Yeah, all right. 
Latrell Sprewell was their three yeah. when Houston played there. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll defer that. I'll defer. That's fine. Carmelo Anthony's a Hall of Famer, dude. No, I, I'm not arguing that, but he played his best years in Denver. He should be on the Nuggets. That's the team he should have been on. Okay. He shouldn't be on this team. All right. I mean, that's fair. Okay. Walt Frazier's your sixth man, by the way. Walt. Yeah. Clyde Frazier. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Just because he's awesome. Well, dude, Walt Frazier was a really good point guard. It doesn't even matter. His who commentary. didn't get to play point guard his, anymore because Earl Monroe was on the team. His commentary wins the day. Oh, yeah. Sliding and gliding. He's starting to percolate. Swishing and dishing. You know? I love when he just started using words he didn't know in the right. wrong spots. It was awesome. Uh, the Utah Jazz. This is a squad. Your backcourt. John Stockton, Stockton and, Hayward. and Pete Maravich. Oh, God. Yeah. My yeah. Bad. Sorry, Pete. And your front court At the three, Adrian Dantley. Yeah. At the four, Carl, Carl Malone. Ostertag. Mark Eaton. Yeah. Ostertag is a clown. I know. <laughs> Awful basketball player <laughs> who should have won an NBA championship but didn't. Uh, Duran Darren Williams is your sixth man. Seems like there's got to be some other dude that played for the Jazz that was really good, like maybe Hornacek, Hornacek Gordon Hayward. The number seven team on our... Rudy Gobert? Possible. That'd be a decent six-man choice. Uh, even Ennis Cantor when he was there. Yeah, he's, but, he's garbage. Yeah, okay. Seven, Philadelphia 76ers. This, I can't believe they're seventh. Like, they, this right. seems really good. Should be great. It's... Iverson and Dr. J in the backcourt, I got to assume, right? Well, they're they're playing a they're playing a three guard system. Iverson, Iguodala, Irving. Okay, I mean I can get down with that because they can Julius, all defend. Yeah, and Julius can play the three anyway. Yeah, they can so all you, you can put Julius at the three. Yeah. And your four is Charles Barkley. Yeah, this and your five real. should be Moses Malone. Right. However, and then you have a team. However, it's Johnny Red Kerr from way back in the Syracuse Nationals. You and days. I were both too young for him. Like to, to uh, no, absolutely. I've heard the name because we grew yeah. up in, well, not grew up, but lived in, I didn't grow up in Syracuse, but we lived in Syracuse forever, so I, I know who Red Kerr is. Yeah. And Dolph Shays and all those guys. Gotta be Moses. Yeah. Fo, fo, fo. Fo, 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 baby. All right. Uh, Hal Greer was the sixth man. How is Dolph Shays not on this team? Where's Eric Snow? Aaron McKee. Right. Hit me off with some of Dikembe. that. Uh, number six, the Oklahoma City Thunder slash Seattle Sonics. Well, just the fact that you can put Harden, Russ, and... and but Harden was on the Rockets. Was he? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Still, this team... So, once again, this team should be Harden, Russ, KD. Uh, are you getting Sonics players? Or? Yes, you get oh, Sonics players. So, so you, you get, get Sean, Sean Kemp, Kemp and, and Gary, Gary Payton. Payton. So, your backcourt is Payton and Russell. Oh, that's awesome. But they're playing Ray Allen at the three. Which is way out of position. Kevin but Durant's but obviously the three on this Right, team. but they're playing him at the four Which and Sean stupid. Kemp at the five. Yeah, okay, so you move everybody down and give him a center. Right. Detlef Shrimp. Right, but who do you or take no, off? No, he's a power forward. Right, too. so you t- here's my question. you got to give Serge, Peyton is your point guard. Put Serge Ibaka as the, as the five. Okay, but Peyton is your point guard. Gary Peyton. Yeah. If so you Russ had Ibaka, the team. Dude, Ibaka, Kemp, Durant, Russ, Gary Peyton. All right, but... Would you rather have Russell? I know you like Russell. Would you rather have Russell or Ray Allen? Ray Allen. Jesus Shuttlesworth. The greatest three-point shooter in the history of the league who could also defend and also could drive. On that team, you don't really need Russ. He'd be be the perfect sixth guy because he could dominate the So you should have put Ray Allen on the Bucks. If that's the case, you should have put him on. Serge Ibaka is the sixth man. Okay, that's fair. 
I don't know. They that's a team that has enough talent that you can make arguments. Basically. Yeah, exactly. And here's another one. Even though this team until recently hasn't had a lot of success, they've had some very talented players come through. It's number five, the Golden State Warriors. Doesn't matter because that's you can take last year's Warriors team and that's that. I'll no, take that five. You I can't. know because you're gonna put Rick Barry. Oh, in you there, gotta but, put Rick. Rick but Barry. I take last year's Warriors team. Last, only being, one player. Only one current player. Is on. Reason being that the cohesiveness that they had as a team overdid any per, you know individual lack of talent. Right. Like, no, no, I understand. And, and Clay Thompson is probably the best shooting two guard in the history of the league. Like his. He he's in the conversation. No, yeah, no, he doesn't I, I, have. I don't disagree. With he you. doesn't have eight or ten years where you can point at, but he is there. Your backcourt is Steph Curry and Rick Barry. That's fine. That's a really good backcourt. Yeah. Your frontcourt, your three is Chris Mullen. I mean, Kevin Durant plays with them now. So N- I'll yeah, take Kevin but they Durant. put Kevin Durant on the other team. I'll still take Durant. Okay. Nate Thurman is your four, and your center is Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, that's awesome. That's a really good. That's a really good. You can put team. Steph Curry, Wilt Chamberlain, me, you, and Crystal on the floor, <laughs> and we're gonna win. We're fine. We win. Just we're get good. in the way. Just get in the way down yeah. there. Uh, your Paul uh, Paul Arizon is the sixth man, but I don't. I, I don't love it because you got to get more of today's Warriors on that team. You got to get so. Draymond or Clay Thompson. Uh, yeah, one or the other, or both, or both, but one or the other for sure. Because it's hard for you can't leave Rick Barry. Because I'm I'm not as loose as this guy, so I'm very rigid about I cannot. Rick Barry is on this team. You know, Rick Barry is the only player in the history of basketball to win both an ABA MVP and an NBA MVP. I'm not taking him off the team. But that's a saying, record that's not getting broken, by the way. It's really difficult to leave Clay off. And Number it's, four. And you, got, and you can't leave yeah. Draymond off. Draymond should be the three, probably. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. And you know, I'm okay with leaving Chris Mullen off because he was a really good. I don't need another shooter. Yeah, he was really drunk as a pro. If if I have Steph Curry, I'm good on shooters. Give me a bunch of bigs. Um, San Antonio is number four. This is a good squad. If anything, they're underrated. Yeah, uh, Tony Parker and George Gervin in the backcourt. <laughs> Your frontcourt awesome. is Kawhi, Tim, and uh, the Admiral. Yeah, that's that team is 20 years ago. That's really, really That's good. a really, really good basketball team. You Sean Elliott's the sixth here's, man, probably. Here's the best part about this. Sean Elliott, uh, no, six, that's awful. Manu, come on. It's got to be Sean Elliott. That's horrible. Um, every one of these players played their entire career so far, at least so far, for the Spurs. The Spurs are just, they're a class. I don't every, care who you are as a basketball fan. Really, one. you probably respect the Spurs. Uh, 100%. That's, right, no matter who you root for, you're not going... If you hate them, you only hate them because of how good they are and how right. well they do things and, and how really, classy and they are. Like it's not even right. hate and because they don't even they, like, they don't even throw it in your face. God, I'm sick of losing to these guys. Right. Like that if you're Memphis, yeah, you do you hate that. the Spurs? You do. Or are you just going? God, I'm sick of losing to these guys. When are they going to get? When are they going to come back to Earth? When are they going to have the the fall off? That well, never Kawhi, had? you got eight more years of Kawhi in his prime and Lamarcus. I mean, it's just—it's all really good. Dude, I was watching the Spurs the other day, and I go, Jesus, I forgot they had Lamarcus Aldridge. Right. Like, right. I mean, bring Pau Gasol off the bench, even though he's old, he's still good. Their whole team is like that. Yeah. yeah. Number three is the Chicago Bulls, and there's only two '90s eras Bulls on the team. Of course. And that makes sense, and you know who they are. Uh, Your backcourt is Derrick Rose and Michael Jordan. Oh God! If you get the one or two years of Derrick Rose with yeah, like the when he was before the injuries. Oh man, super good. Uh, Your three is Scottie Pippen. Your four is Bob Love, and your five is the greatest Afro in the history of basketball, Artis Gilmore. That's a good team. I, I don't know that that's better than that Rockets team, 
I don't know that that's better. Uh, the, the Sonics and Oklahoma City team that you could put together? Or, or the Spurs? Or, or like, like a real Sonics Oklahoma Dude, City team. Or I'm, even the Golden State team. I'm going to go ahead and sacrilege it up. Kawhi could defend Jordan. For sure he could. Like, and I don't mean he can stop him, because Jordan's unstoppable. He could make Jordan's life difficult, get him to shoot 14 to 30. Right. You know, whatever. Like, uh, make him shoot volume. He'll get his 26, yeah. but he's going to work for it. Right. Right. Jimmy Butler's the sixth man on this team, by the way. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know that Jimmy Butler's earned that, but he's really, really good. Yeah. Two-way player. Really, really good. It should be Kukoc. So we're into the top two, and we know who it it's is. It's obviously Lakers and Celtics, and so it should be. Number two is the Celtics, and I was wrong because I thought for sure that Dennis Johnson was going to be the point guard on the Sonics, but he's the point guard on the Celtics. I don't know enough about the point guards from like before my life, but it, well, like you had Sam Cousy, Bob Cousy, but or, yes. or, I'm sorry, Bob Cousy, and who am I thinking? Sam, uh, the tiny Archibald at one point, Casey Jones, Casey Jones. I mean, but Bob Cousy's the one. He's the one. He is the one. This team should be just stacked, though. Okay, so it's Dennis Johnson and John Havlicek. Okay, that's fine. Then you got Bird, McHale, Parrish. Bird, McHale, Russell, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, and that's, there's your... i got to take Robert Parrish off the floor. Yeah. I can't put Robert Parrish on the floor because Bill yeah. Russell's got to play. Plus, I, there's got to be more of the 60 Celtics than the 80 Celtics. No, right? there's three 80 Celtics, two 60s. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but your sixth man is Paul Pierce. <laughs> and then you could really put Don think, Nelson there. I mean, I you personally put, think that Kevin Garnett was the best player on that team. Yeah. Uh, but, but Pierce was a Celtic. He was a Celtic, yeah. exactly. Uh, you could put a bunch of players there at the six and be like, wow, that's that's really good. And Paul Pierce is, is certainly among them. So that's that's a really good squad. I The only the only quibble I would have is I'd probably put Kuzi on there before I'd put DJ, but DJ was great. Great, great point guard. Boy. Yeah. That's 60 Celtics team, though. And here's here's your two centers, uh, two yeah two centers uh, Los Angeles Lakers team. Your backcourt is Magic and Kobe, and you're good. This seems good. <laughs> <laughs> your three is big game James Worthy. Yeah, number one overall pick way yeah. back when. Three number one overall picks on that team, which is yes. part of the reason they were so difficult to deal with for so many years. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Is the four on this team? Just so they I'm can I'm sort of okay with the fact that I, I'll put it this way: I, Kareem's the center, but if you put Kareem at the four, would you be okay? That'd be all right. I mean, he can hit any. He can, he hit, can that hit that thing from 18 he feet, hit a right? Skyhook from everywhere, yeah. dude. It's crazy. How much you want to bet? If he was in today's NBA, he'd be shooting skyhooks from three, at least from the corner. I'll tell you this much: back in the 80s, I could shoot a skyhook from three. Then you know Kareem could do. I probably I probably hit about 35 percent of them. <laughs> I had to I had to practice it for a while, but I was, it was and if I ever did it in a game, I would have got kicked off the team. But yeah, Shaquille O'Neal is your center, by the obviously. Way. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. I mean, if it's not Kareem, it's obviously. Will, it's Will Chamberlain. <laughs> oh, this team, well, this this franchise, along with the Houston Rockets, these are the best group of centers base. ever. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's it's like the marquee position in in basketball, it's center for the Los Angeles Lakers, and currently it's Timofey Mozgov. Mozgov's all right. No, he ain't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your dumb sports list of the week. Uh, tune in again next week. Uh, we'll have another one. So what I would oh, love I'm to sorry, see... Oh, I'm sorry. Your sixth man is Jerry West. I'm very, very sorry. The logo is your sixth I, man. I would just like to see a tournament between the top eight. Like like what we determine the top eight to be and like, not what they do? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
like, I, and I want guys to be be able to be on more than one team. Like, somebody I want, simulate this on NBA like, 2K. Get all these guys. Oh, my God. Durant is on two teams. Like, I'm going to get the Warriors, and the Warriors are going to be, you know, Steph, Rick Barry, Kevin Durant, you know, what they right. should be. And you're going to have Chicago, who should be right. Jordan Pippen, Kukoc, right. et cetera, Artis Gilmore. Uh, yeah. You know, and get them in a tournament. Like, seat yeah. them out. To me, San Antonio is the third best. Uh, probably so. I think their roster, they're, they're Dude, very underrated. They've got a literal all-time greats at every position, really. Yeah. Like, their weakest spot is, would, is Tony Parker's your point guard, and that's exactly the type of point I'll, I'll guard you would want on that team. I don't think you. I don't think we spend enough time on Philly, because I don't know. There's got to be a way to get Andre Iguodala off that starting five. Off or on? Off. He's on it. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with Iguodala, but he's not. I mean, Philly's got to have Because I'm just going to have Iverson and Dr. J be my backcourt. Right. And then I want to play I definitely want Barkley Moses Malone, and I want, Bar- Malone. I want Barkley to be my three and take advantage of the way he would abuse other threes. Right. You know? Give me Joel um, Embiid. Shoot, yeah. I mean, as your four, yeah. I mean, even though he's young, I mean, I'd be all right with that. Yeah. I but, think that would add some dynamics. So, and also, uh, NBA 2K producers and developers, please make a game. There, where I can do this, yeah. Where I can do this, that would be amazing. It'd be pretty cool. That would be really, really great. It's funny that Cleveland gets on there, like in this <laughs> that in, high. No, Cleveland be like, put it this way: What team's better, Miami LeBron teams or Cleveland LeBron? Teams? Well, Miami LeBron yeah. teams okay. are way. So, so I don't better. know if Cleveland's in the top eight. Yeah. So, well, anyway, folks, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about NBA playoffs, and then we're going to be out of here for at least a week, probably. A week, so uh, so listen to some more Nas. It's good stuff. One time, yeah, yeah. Yo, all I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things as son did. Pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151. One sip will make a nigga flip. Writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence. Who I'm gonna body this hood politics, acknowledge it. Leave bodies chopped up in garbage. Seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us. Police watch us, roll up and try knocking us. Could it be my time is up? With my luck, I got up. The cop shot again. Bus stop glass burst. A fiend drops his Heineken. Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out, I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood. I'm a rap to the death of it. So everybody come on. Little niggas is grown. Hood rats, don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Shit from the stars, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chase. The street sweepers and coppers. Stick up kids with no conscience. Leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die. Give me for one sin, matter of fact, maybe more than one. Look back, 
and all the hatred against me. Fuck all of them. Jesus died at age 33. That's 33 shots from twin glocks and 16 apiece. That's 32, which means one of my guns was holding 17. 27 hit your crew, six went into you. Everybody gotta die sometime. Hope your funeral never get shot up. Bullets tear through the innocent, nothing is fair. Niggas roll up, shooting from wheelchairs. My heart is racing, tasting revenge in the air. I let this shit slide for too many years. Too many times now, I'm strapped with a couple of Max. Too many nines, if y'all niggas really with me, get busy, load up the semis. Do more than just hold it, explode the clip until you empty. There's nothing in our way, they bust, we bust, they rust, we rust. Let's fly and feel it, I feel it in my gut that we take these bitches to war. Lie them down, cause we stronger now, my nigga, this time is now. I need this one mic. I have none, too late to grab guns, I'm blasting Cause I'm a fool nigga, thought I wouldn't have that ass done Fooled you niggas, what you call an infinite brawl Eternal souls flashing, war gets deep Some beef is everlasting, complete with thick scars Brothers knifing each other up in prison yards Drama, where does it start? You know the block was ill as a youngster Every night it was like a cop would be killed Body found in the dumpster, for real a hustler Purchased my range, niggas throwing dirt on my name Jealous cause fiends got they working complaint Bitches left me cause they thought I was finished Shoulda knew she wasn't true she came to me when a man caught a sentence, diamonds are blinded. I never make the same mistakes, moving with a change of pace, light a load. See, now the king is straight, swelling my melon, cause none of these niggas real hurt equal. Telling police, how can a kingpin squeal? This is crazy, I'm on the right track, I'm finally found. You need some soul searching, the time is now. All I need is one mic. One mic. All I need is one mic. That's all I ever needed in this world. Fuck cash, all I need is one mic. Fuck the cars, the jewelry. All I need is one mic. Spread my voice to the whole world. All right, we're back. One last segment to go. I hope you guys enjoyed our dumb sports list of the week. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do next week, but we'll figure it out. It's got to be worse than that one. I don't know. I mean, that one, it's, it's a fun thing to talk about. But, man, the execution on that list was pretty poor. I don't even need, think you need to mention about the first uh, 14 to 16. Of right, just teams. do the top There's, 10. The, the other ones are so bad where you're going, that's not a competitive team in today's NBA. If, if you are a franchise and you're looking at this list, if you're the Pelicans and you're like, oh, my God, how bad are we? Tyreek Evans is on our, on our team. Yeah, if a journeyman is one of your dudes, that's bad. Wow. All-time starting five? Yeah, we got Tyreek on that. Yeah. Oh. Solid. Awesome. All right. So anyway, so we're going to switch gears. Well, not too much. We're just going to go to the NBA playoffs. So you're a Celtics fan. I am. Uh, How's that running for you? Well, it was. Uh, it didn't look so great when they were down 0-2 to the Bulls, and they were getting smacked. Dude, but if a Rajon Rondo thumb injury ends up being a Celtics title, I'm going to I'm gonna look back on these playoffs and hate myself. I'm going to love Rajon even more than I already do, because I love me some Rajon Rondo as a Celtics fan. Yeah, sure. But... Uh, I don't know that that was a total reason. I mean, obviously, it had a factor. There's no question it had a factor. He was huge in those first two games. They were games. down 0-2 on the, uh, at home. Yeah. And then he um, hurts himself, and they lose the next four. But they were getting out-rebounded bad, badly. Like, they couldn't figure out how to stop all-world Robin Lopez. That's because Robin Lopez. a great rebounding guard. Well, that's true, too. 
And I think, uh, obviously, what Isaiah was going through had something to do with it. He wasn't as good as he would be. But uh, whatever the case, they were able to turn around and win four straight and beat the Bulls, which they needed to do because the Bulls were clearly not as good a basketball team as the Celtics because they were a 500 team. That's what they are. Um, And luckily enough for the Bulls, Dwayne Wade played, which like a month ago you didn't think that was going to happen. Well, now they get the Wizards who I really think the Wizards are the team that should give Cleveland the most problem. The, in the Celtics East. are going to beat the Wizards. I mean... They've already won. The, the first yeah. game was today, and they've already won that one. Um, by After going down 16 to nothing in the first quarter, they give up the first 16 points of the game and come back and win 123 to 111. Boston will beat Washington because Boston is in their head. Those two teams have gone at it all year, and Boston's come out on top more often than not. And they're just John Wall's ahead. I mean, I'm not going to – I don't want to say – He's the best player in the series. He probably is. I mean, because he's not 5'9". Probably. Um, but – I don't know. Al Horford's pretty good. But um, he's also – I don't love his mental makeup Okay. a ton. I think you can rattle him is what I'm I, – I, I almost called him a head case. That's not the right thing. He's not a head case. He's, he's, he's a together guy. He's a good basketball player. He understands basketball. And all that. But I think you can rattle him. He's emotional. Probably too it. too much so. Too much so. And I think that, that Isaiah and Avery are just going to get... I mean, I, Avery was causing him problems all day today. Avery Bradley was amazing against him today. He picked him like picked his pocket like four different times. It was great. Um, but anyway, so there's that series. The other series, the last first-round series, just ended this th- today as well. And that was the Clippers and, and the Jazz. And the Jazz finished off the Clippers. And, and it may have finished off Lob City in its entirety. So that's the... the so back to last segment... That Clippers team that yeah. we've watched for the last five or so years is the best team in the history of the Clippers franchise. It is. It is and the best. Sh- this is the golden era of Clippers basketball, and you're probably going to see Blake Griffin gone, and you're probably going to see. I think is can DeAndre opt out again? I'm actually not sure. I know Chris Paul's coming up on a contract right. too. There's so. two or three guys and on that. Paul Pierce is so with the collecting important to them, but he is retiring as well. With the collective bargaining agreement, you can if one thing in the NBA that's different than the NFL is the team that has you under contract when they go to re-sign you, can sign you for more years and more money than other teams can. So there's an advantage in free agency to the team you're already on to keep you. However, and currently, they can pay you five years, $220 million yes. as a max contract. And Chris Paul's going to get that money. Like, Chris Paul's past his prime. Yep. And, and he's going to get it to him. He's going to get that money. And now... So much like I've talked about in the NFL many times and the way the salary cap works in the NFL, when you pay too much to one guy, you lose in other spots. Well, if you pay Chris Paul $22 million, or I'm sorry, $44 million, million a year, yes. you are putting yourself in a position to not be successful with the rest of your roster. And if you're looking at it from the point of a player's standpoint, say, yeah, I can get more money, which I've got a ton of already by staying here. But the one thing I'm probably not going to get staying here is a title. Is a chance to compete for a title. Now, if you're Chris Paul, the problem is the elite teams in the NBA all have point guards, and, and they're not. And even if the ones that are not totally in love with their point guard, they're not going to spend a ton of money on Chris Paul. You're not going to Cleveland. You're not going to Golden State. Right. Sacram or San Antonio. Tony Tony Parker's getting old, but you have to literally go to San Antonio for like a fifth of what you can make elsewhere. And say, I might not get all the minutes I want. Like, I'll play for the veterans' right. exception. For but if you're Blake Griffin... Blake, and there, there's the real problem is, Blake, DeAndre, and Paul are all, if they're not max players, 
they're $150 million plus players. Right. And you can't keep all of them, and you've already discovered that the three of them together are not a franchise. They're not a, they're they're not not a, a champion. Team. They're not a title. Exactly. They're not a you title know, force. Puts you in a really tough spot if you're the Clippers. Correct. So Utah is kind of on the other side of that, and that they've got young talent that's getting better. Gordon Hayward, if he was black, everyone or would talk played, about him played being somewhere other, than, other Utah. than Utah. He'd be one of the guys that everyone talks about how great he is and his future and this, that, and the other. Thing. And that's another thing, too, is now Gordon Hayward, who's also a free agent this year, is going to get max money. He could, and he could get it from Utah, but he's got. I'm sure his agent is saying, you know, Gordon. You want to be a household name, you're in the wrong city. I can make you a lot more money than you're going to make on that max contract. In New York. Or Boston. Or L.A. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, I, I think there's also going to be, for Gordon, there's going to be the, the allure of possibly playing for Brad Stevens again in, in Boston. That would be a really nice place for him. He's white, so the town will love him. It's true. Like I'm not trying to be a jerk. That's absolutely no, true about Boston. That's the same way that, as far as my comment goes, it's like, I'm just a realist. I understand that the best players in the NBA are basically all black. Right. And so, by on a basketball court, if you're the only white guy, everyone looks at you like, you're the shooter. What are you doing on this court? Like, right. you don't belong on the court. Well, Hayward is... He is a black basketball player. He He's a slasher, a dunker, and a shooter, and, and a defender, and right, he does everything well on the court. And he's, to me, under-respected because he's a white dude. Like, really. He's really good at League of Legends. And he's a platinum League of Legends player, which is to be respected as well. He's a top 10% right. League of Legends player. The guy player. is amazing. He yeah. actually came out, he wrote an article for some, I can't remember yeah. what magazine it was, I'm the best player in the NBA. Yeah, at, at League. At League of Legends. And then he, he had, that was actually a really interesting uh, commentary. He, he, um... <laughs> Played some games with an actual League of Legends pro together, and a uh, pretty interesting story, actually. We just got into eSports yeah, for the first e-sports, time. eSports, that's right. eSports is in an interesting place right now, not to, not to derail the show. Right. But anyway, so, anyway, so here we go forward with the NBA playoffs. Now, the Utah Jazz... They're going to get destroyed. Like, absolutely destroyed. Yeah, they've got to play the, 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 the Warriors, and they can't hang with that. The only thing I want to see in this NBA playoffs is a Final Four that is, is Golden State, San, Golden State, San Antonio... The Wizards and the Clippers, and I know that's not what you want to no, hear. No, the Celtics Cavaliers, fan. but yeah, uh, or, or, or the Cavaliers. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Celtics and the Cavs would be a decent series. I just think the Wizards and the Cavs is the series I want to see. I, I really want to see that star power against each other. Um, I think. Then, I think from a, an NBA well, front office standpoint, I think they would love to have Boston. Of in course, there they because would. of the Isaiah Thomas effect, and because it's Boston. Well, it, it more, is. Boston and L.A. have more fans than all the other teams. So, of course, the, the right. league wants them to be successful, if you're looking at it from that perspective. Right. Um, but And they're really rooting for Cleveland and Golden State. I want three. Cleveland and Golden State to play again in the yeah. finals. I mean, yeah. hey. I think a lot of people do. And I want it to go six or seven games. And like, I, want it to be a great I, I have no illusions that Boston's going to be able to win this title. Cleveland's not as good as... Cleveland is no guarantee to get through the East. But they really are. My illusion. There's no guarantee they beat the Raptors. Seriously. Think, okay, that, that's fine. But say the Celtics get through the East and they're in the finals against Golden they State. They can't beat any of the teams that are in the West. Right. They can't beat Golden State, Houston. They can beat Utah. Okay, well, Utah is not going to be in the finals. I'm just so saying. They you can't, said any, and that's, well, not, and that's, that's one team that they could beat. Okay, well, the other ones that have a chance <laughs> to be in the finals, which is Golden State, right. San Antonio, and Houston... No chance. But here's here's my illusions for Boston. Okay, they're gonna probably lose in the Eastern Conference Final. Maybe best case scenario they lose in the final. Okay, but they got the one seed. They're a very attractive place to free agents now. Oh yeah, and they're probably gonna have the number one pick in the draft. 
Yeah, so you're going to add a Merkel Fultz or somebody of that ilk. You know, you're going to add one of those guys. I'm back to no Lonzo Ball under any circumstances. Uh, dude, I've told you that a long time ago. Oh, my God. What did I say? If I had a top three pick, I wouldn't even look at him. Because I, I love his game. You can have him. I love You can have game. him. I do not want him on my team. But what? A, that is the worst baggage I've ever seen anyone carrying around. If I was him, I would be on radio shows and television shows going, I no longer associate with my father. Yeah. He and I are done. Yeah. Please, somebody give me a shoe deal, because none of them will. They don't want him. Like, he's been turned down by Nike, Under Armour, and Adidas. I know. Because they don't want to deal with LeVar. Understood. Who just got the Chino Hills High School in California, the head basketball coach, got him fired. Because <laughs> they only went 30-3 and three and didn't win the state title. It's, that's a sad situation. He is an individual who I don't really like at all. Yeah, same. He should get a job at ESPN. He fit right it, in. He should be. It should be first take with Stephen A. Smith and Lavar Ball. Yeah, that would be amazing. So, I would never watch a minute of that. I'm the same in the NCAA tournament and the NBA playoffs. I do not want to see upsets in the first round of the NCAA tournament. It's fine. Yeah, I want to see all the best teams play each other. Like had had Chicago completed the upset and beaten Boston and moved on to play Washington, you'd have been fine with that. Because I really don't think either of them is elite, so it doesn't matter. Right. I actually think the two best teams are the Cavs and the Wizards on the in the East. That's what I thought going into the playoffs, and I know Boston beat them today. It's still what I think. I think those are the two teams I want to see play each other. And obviously, San Antonio and Golden State, to me, are the two best teams in the league. The shame yeah. of it is you can't have a Final Four of those two, Houston and Cleveland. Right. Like that, that would be the best. That would be right. I'm amazing. super excited for the San Antonio-Houston series. And I'll tell you what, don't sleep on Houston. No, Do not, not they can sleep beat on, San Antonio. They can beat anybody because anybody. if all they four out of seven times they got to shoot it well. And Seriously, they, they do that more and often than not. They the can shoot it. Yeah. And the thing that they're underrated on, so everyone thinks that because Mike D'Antoni's their coach, they can't play defense. They're one of the better top half of the league defensive teams, right. as well as being the best offensive team in the league. It's not like when he was with Phoenix and Phoenix was yeah. this crazy offensive team, best offensive, worst defensive team. Yeah. They are not that. Yeah. They're a middle-of-the-pack defensive team and the best offensive team in the league, and that team can score points and can beat you. And all they got to do is slow you down enough that you can't keep up with them. The thing with San Antonio is they're top five in both of those. Right. You know? so that's the I do like San Antonio in the series, yeah. but I would not be totally shocked if nope. Houston beat them. Houston could also beat Golden State, all kidding aside. Like, no, they could, but they'd, those, have to, they'd have to play the perfect series in that one, too. But yeah, Once again, they have to shoot lights out four times and avoid Golden State shooting lights out, which right. is easier said than done. If you want to talk about two teams who are very similar, because Golden State's not a great defensive team. They do have a couple really good defensive players. They're both very similar in that they're going to beat you from three, and they don't play the great defense, but they're great in transition, and, but Golden State's just got better individual players. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, I, I expect Cleveland to get through the, the East, but I don't necessarily count on it. Yeah. I expect it, but I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't because I, there are a bunch of things that Cleveland's doing right now that I don't love. Defensively, they're terrible. Right. The thing is, like, refereeing's a thing, okay? Mm-hmm. And the NBA wants Cleveland in the finals. And I, I'm the first one to admit that the NBA officials favor players and teams and if there's going to be a couple calls that's a difference in the series, you're going to see Cleveland and Golden State in the finals. Yeah. Because that's what they want. Yeah. If, if, the, if it, the series is close enough that a couple calls is going to make the difference, then Cleveland's going to win. Yeah. yeah. Um, the star players will get the calls. And LeBron specifically will get the calls. And the league prefers the Cleveland-Golden State matchup. And they'd be foolish not to. Because all the, all the fans want to see the third iteration of that series. The series have been excellent. If you remember two years ago, oh. Cleveland got up 2-1. 
Love and Irving were both hurt. LeBron looked like he could be the MVP of the series, even if they lost the series. Oh, yeah. It turned out it was Iguodala, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, which was, you know, their sixth man at the time. So, great series two years ago. And then last year, Golden State gets up 3-1, and the LeBron is superhuman. LeBron and Kyrie were amazing yeah. over the last four games, the uh, last three games of the series. And LeBron had the series... Uh, the best series of any player I've ever seen, and I've watched a ton of basketball yep. over the years, and I, I remember, but he led the series in every, in every major statistical category. It's amazing what yep. he did. And and he made the signature play in the final game, blocking Iguodala's shot. The thing with LeBron, when he, earlier in his career, he he sunk a little bit in the finals. Like the first finals with Cleveland against San Antonio, they were vastly It's a lot of weight for a guy to carry. And... And he was not good. No. And then the one of the finals with the Heat, I think the first finals with the Heat, he was very poor in that finals as well. They underestimated and, Dallas is what they did. And Dwayne Wade was playing very well, so he kind of deferred to Wade and stood in the corner and let Wade. It's your team, but, not my team. I tell you what, once he decided that it was his team in he, you know, in in Miami, uh, he was great in the finals, and he has been since. But there probably is still. For the detractors of LeBron, some stigma of the first couple finals he was in, he did not play particularly it, well. It's like that guy who's, who's uh, super talented, but he, he doesn't completely reach his potential, and it, just, he goes somewhere to find himself, yeah. and that's what he did in Miami. He, went, he had to get away from Akron, Cleveland area. He'd never been out of there. He'd always lived there his entire life, and I think he had to get away, and when he went down there, he found that LeBron who was going to be that guy. And that's the kind of thing that people who used to go to college, they would find themselves in college, like Michael Jordan and those yeah. guys, and LeBron never did that. So, uh, But that being said, and as much as the NBA, and I'm sure most fans are rooting for that Cleveland, but they want that Cleveland from last year, the Cleveland-Golden State series. There's some really good series here in the second round that we're going to see. Boston-Washington, Toronto-Cleveland is going to be a good series. There's no guarantee that Cleveland beats Toronto. First Not at all. Not, Toronto's talented. They're very good. And Houston-San Antonio, and then there's that other series, Golden State and Utah, which I, d I don't expect to be very competitive, to be honest with the you. The San Antonio-Houston series, it's a shame that it's happening in this round. It's it Really. Right. That series is worthy of the semis. Right, the, the conference finals. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, you, you <laughs> which one of those teams are you going right. to swap Golden State for? Of course. Right, so that's, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, so that's going to be a lot of fun, and we've had a lot of fun yeah. today. Uh, we hope to have Steve back with us next week. Delvin's coming back in a couple weeks, too. That'll be, that'll be really fun. Yeah, I enjoy having everybody. Delvin's a funny man. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have more fun. We're going to drink more beer, and that's what we do, so that's what we'll do. But for now, remember to uh, subscribe to us on uh, iTunes so you can just get the podcast delivered to you uh, by iTunes. Or you can come find us again. Remember, our Twitter handle for the show is at Sports Beer Show. My Twitter handle is at DuckmanForReal. Mike is at Mastrolia123. And Delvin and Steve, they're not on the Twitters. Even they don't be doing the tweeting. I encourage them to get on there, but they haven't done it yet, so hopefully they do in the future. But thank you for joining us on Sports and Beer with Friends, and we hope to see you in the very near future right here on this same channel. Peace. Have a good night. Here's some more Nas for you. Night, everybody. Night. Now 
let's get it all in perspective For all y'all enjoyment, a song y'all can step with Y'all appointed me to bring rap justice But I ain't 5-0, y'all know it's Nas, yo Great Goose and a whole lot of Hydro Only describe us as soldier survivors Stay laced in the best, well-dressed with finesse in the white tee, looking for white meat Thug girl who fly and talk so nicely Put her in the coupe so she can feel the nice breeze We could drive through the city, no doubt But don't say my car's topless Say the titties is out Newness, here's the anthem Put your hand up that you shoot with Count your loot with Push the pool stick in your new crib Same hand that you hook with Swing around like you stupid King of the town yeah, I've been that. You know I click clack. Where you and your men's at? Through the smurf, through the wop, baseball bat. Rooftop like we bringing 88 back. They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money, playboy, your time's up. Where them gangsters, where them dimes at? They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money, playboy, your time's up. Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? This ain't rapping, this is street hop. Now get up off your ass like your seat hot. My live niggas lit up the reefer. Trunk of the car, we got the street sweeper. Don't start none, won't be none. No reason for your mans to panic. You don't wanna see no ambulance. Knock a pimp's drink down in his pimp cup. That's the way you get Timberland up. Let the music diffuse all attention. Ball of convention, free admission. Hustlers, dealers, and killers can move swift. Girls get close, you can feel where the tools kept. All my just coming homies, parolees. Get money, leave the beef alone slowly. Get out my face, you people so phony. Pull out my waist, the eagle faux phony. They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money, playboy, your time's up. Where them gangsters, where them dimes at? They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money, playboy, your time's up. Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? Niggas running, yo, my mood is real rude. I lay you out, show you what still do. Mobsters don't box my pump shot of lodges. Every invitation to fight your punk asses. Like Punch said, you ain't even in me classa. Made batch bins, backseat TV plasma. Ladies looking for athletes or rappers. Whatever you choose, whatever you do, make sure he a thug and intelligent too. Like a real thoroughbred is. Show me love, let me feel how the head is. Females who's the sexiest. It's always the nastiest, and I like a little sassiness, a lot of class, mommy reaching your bag, past the fifth, I'm a leader at last, this a Don you wit, my nons a spit, niggas lose consciousness.